0: Dork Tales presents
1: Dragonlance, Shadow of the Dragon Queen. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Shadow of the Dragon Queen here on Dork Tales. I'm your Dungeon Master, Kelly. Are you seeing him? And I am excited to be back for another episode of Dragonlance. And this time, uh, I am doubly excited because I was really tired of waiting for my book to come in the mail. So I went out and bought a second copy (laughs) Because I missed so much. I don't know if you all are like this as well, but my planning goes so much better when I have a hard copy in front of me and I can do the cardinal sin of highlighting things in it because this is not, this is not a fun book. This is a textbook for me and I'm going to treat it like such.
2: The librarian in me hurts, but okay, I get it. It's (laughs)
1: because I have to use it as an active reference, right? And that's... I, I, but feel even,
2: you. I can't even do it with textbooks so no i have a like, hard time with textbooks so
3: i feel yeah
1: i never could until grad school and that made a big difference it, but anyway, does, i'm
3: scared to do this one i'm terrified to do it this. i, give you I permission. haven't done it yet
4: uh chris oh, i was gonna say does it help to know jen that he now has a second copy so one to do that yeah, for i've got a library and copy and i've got not pristine <laughs> Uh,
1: so I I thank you all for returning for episode two of Shadow of the Dragon Queen. Um, we're all huge Dragonlance fans, and I hope you stick with us for the rest of this adventure. I also wanted to say that because I have a book in front of me, today's episode will not be quite so halting. Uh, last episode, there were a lot of, like, pauses and things because I was working off of printouts from D&D Beyond, and sometimes they'd get misshuffled, and I was like, oh my god, this is a nightmare. I'm never gonna pre-order like this again. Um... So uh, I'm very, very excited. And yes, it's going to be a giveaway opportunity, that extra copy when it comes. Um, That one will be pristine. Uh, So um, I also want to say that we have another giveaway opportunity later today. Uh, During the break, we are going to be giving away a full set of metal dice from Norse Foundry, along with a big-ass boulder die uh, that's going to be going out to one of uh, of our lucky people in the chat. That's a full metal dice set to anybody in the United States. If you live outside of the United States... Our friends at Norse Foundry are going to be providing a gift certificate for an equivalent amount because shipping is a beast. Uh, and to get that, Christine, they're going to type what in the chat anytime during the Twitch stream.
5: And same as last few times, exclamation mark, Norse.
1: So you can do that right now. The only caveat is you need to be here uh, when the draw is active. So you need to be here. That'll be in about an hour, hour and a half. Okay. Okay. So, um, without further ado, I think it's time we're going to go around and uh, introduce ourselves and then we're going to start the game because we have a lot to catch up on in this episode of Shadow of the Dragon Queen. Christine, take it away.
5: Hello, Uh, I'm Christine. I use she, her pronouns. I'm uh, at Lady Liliana in the Twitch chat, Um, also on various social medias. And I am playing Kalara Vingard, our human cleric of Michiko.
4: All right, over to Godfrey. I mean, Chris Free. Hello, I'm Chris. Um, I have, or I use he, him, or they pronouns. Um, I've been in a couple of Dork Tales things, uh, such as uh, uh, Call of the Netherdeep on Tuesdays. And uh, I go by DiggyBlog in the chat. And on the Discord, the Discord's good. The memes are lit. You should join it. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, playing Godfrey Highvaler, the uh, uh, squire-ish knight wannabe
1: of Slamnia. it's uh it's wonderful to have you chris uh all right down the corner to robin
3: hello uh i'm robin i use she her pronouns i am second gen gamer in the chat and tonight i am playing razira moonbrush i forgot her last name for a second our Rug, who uh i just I, I fell in love with her last game and I'm super excited. I was told to bring a little bit more Kender energy, so I'm a little hyped
1: to
4: Kender-gy.
3: get even slightly more Kendergy. Kenderjee. Kender G.
1: Big Kender energy. It's talking about yeah. big Kender energy. The tallest Kender of the team is uh, Cal and his character as well.
6: <laughs> That's right. The the tallest Ken Kenderjee. Um yeah, I'm Cal. Uh Neo Cal on on most things, uh, I use he/him pronouns, and I'm playing uh, Orantiros Caladan, uh, an elf from Kolonesti, uh, who has a has a fondness for dabbling in a little bit of everything, which is uh, results in him being a bard. And um, yeah, they're just discovering themselves, making some friends, tall and short. Next. wide and going wide and far and uh super stoked to to see where they where they land who,
1: who they become who they become who they were um all right and last but not least uh but the actually i don't know if you're the shortest member of the party compared to the kender. but um i, I think jen. i'm just
2: taller than the kender. okay but... <laughs> never mind
1: then. then then last but not least jen
2: yeah. hi i'm jen uh i use she her pronouns and i will be play playing uh, hazel night granite um our lunar sorcerer dwarf which feels still feels like an oxymoron um uh, and just as a quick bit of real world good news i got an a plus in both of my grad school classes yay! this semester so i'm very pleased with myself
1: <laughs> nice congratulations grad school congratulations. congratulations. honestly a fun time if you don't have to pay for it
2: yeah and work pays for most of it so yay
1: right uh, I'll tell you more about that during the break, during my grad school studies and the best lesson that my future supervisor ever gave me, um, long story short, it's don't pay for grad school. If you're in the humanities, make them pay for it <laughs> or fine arts. That's right. science so, too.
3: Actually, they can science. pay for a too. Yeah. You'll mm-hmm. get I you get paid for that as well.
1: I was I was not able to get a bunch of grants because I'm a, I, I was uh, not a resident of Canada at that time. But um, we'll talk about that more later, folks. It is time to hop into game. Uh, any last questions, concerns, comments before we head over? Perfect.
3: We leveled up next game. Last game, didn't we? That was the fastest you, level up,
1: man. You leveled up. your level two. All right. So, and here's what you did the last episode. Last time on Dragonlance: Shadow of the Dragon Queen. You all met. After traveling from various parts of Kryn, you made your way to the small town of Vogler in order to meet with a Salamnic knight named Becklin, who had, who had called you forth for the funeral and most, most over a uh, ceremonial wake for um, one Ispen Greenshield, a friend that you had all had at different points in your life. Uh, Ispin was a hero from Salamnia who traveled around doing all sorts of extraordinary feats, uh, who we decided in the interim between these two games, uh, originally I thought he was played by Pierce Brosnan, I was corrected by the chat, uh, by the cast, uh, he is actually going to be played by Sean Connery, so, uh, that's a thing, um, so uh, that completely defines the character. Uh, as you were traveling, um, a couple of things happened. First, Kalara, you were summoned to a mercenary camp um, that is ran by a dwarven friend of Ispen, uh, a mountain dwarf named Cudgel or probably a Hildworth named Cudgel, if I'm not mistaken. Either way, Cudgel, uh, the head of the mercenary camp, had a member of her crew that had ingested some poisonous mushrooms uh, and needed some aid. You were sent there by Becklin, who is the castellan of the keep that's just outside of... Vo- well, actually, it's just inside of Vogler, um, and um, she sent you out there to help her friend. Um, while there, you stayed the night because it was kind of in a, in a potentially disadvantageous position if you didn't want to get eaten by wolves and uh, when you woke up the next morning you found that someone had ruffled through your things and left a trail into the woods where you discovered a magic scepter of the goddess Mishakal. You accepted her offering of of godly power and became one of the first clerics of Mishakal on all of Kryn since the Cataclysm. This became very handy in a little bit. but before we get into that, we jumped down to the south where at a place called the Barb, uh, Hazel and orontiros undertook a test in the tower of um, in the tower of the Barb as part of the the mages of high sorcery. There they had to pass through a maze and were able to break through it with some unconventional dwarven magic involving a hammer. Uh, After that, they were teleported north to where they were headed toward Vogler with a special scroll in hand to be given to a black-robed mage in the next city over from Vogler, and to not be opened by anyone else. Finally, we cut to the kender, Razira Moonbrush, who was vexing one squire named Godfrey and his overseeing knight, Layla, as they were traveling to Vogler for the funeral. As they were doing so, they were accosted on the side of the road by a frantic young man who asked for aid. He had been traveling with some soldiers, who later turned out to be knights of Solomnia, um, as part of a merchant, a small merchant wagon, not really a caravan, uh, that were beset upon by hooded travelers. These strange travelers were picking over the bodies when you arrived, you engaged them in combat due to a stealth failure, and discovered that they were not humanoid at all, but strange lizard creatures with these big furrowy wings underneath their black cloaks. Uh, their leader managed to escape, but you made uh, short work of them with the sudden appearance of Kalara, who used divine magic in front of your eyes, saving uh, Levna's life and uh, healing, I think healing Godfrey as well. Did did she heal you, Godfrey, or did you just like patch it up? You just patched it up. Uh, I healed
5: uh, Levna, I think.
1: You healed Levna because she had like one hit point left. um, Or less. I think she was down to three, actually. She was really badly wounded, though. Uh, And from there, you managed to pack up all of the Salamnic Knights uh, into a wagon that had been overturned and dragging the wagon alongside of your two other allies, Hazel and Orantiros, who had shown up, uh, drawn by the trouble. um, You reunited and headed to Vogler, And that's where we ended game last time. And uh, that's actually where we are going to be picking up, just right after there. Does anyone have any questions? All right, perfect.
2: Oh, let's get into it.
1: Let's do it. As you're heading over along the back trails, the old dusty road that leads into Vogler, it's hard going. The wagon is still in good shape, and it jostles back and forth as it goes over the errant, dusty pit, over the rut, over the root, over the rock. But with three of you pulling, and one Kender riding atop, it's not the worst. As you are making your way to the east, toward Vogler, though, Godfrey, you're pulling the wagon at its yoke. And as you do, the wound that you took is aching slightly. You manage to bandage it up, and you think that you'll be fine. It's not going to go gangrenous. It's not going to kill you. But it is is—it is sore. And with every step, it feels like a grim reminder of what could have been something far worse. Um, your armor took most of the damage. I think you took only like two or three points.
4: Yeah, uh, four. You took four, and where was that shot? Do you remember? Um, I think it was actually um from the pommel of the sword kind of being punched into me after deflecting one of the blows.
1: Nice. Do you remember where it hit you though? It was like it was like chest? I think so. Okay. So it aches a little bit, and as you push forward, the ache in your chest. It reminds you of something. We cut back some years ago, for as your crest arise, you see this brilliant, beautiful village beneath you, right on the edge of the water. From near the high hills, you can see a little plateau overlooking the village, where a decade ago or so, you once trained. You've been here before, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just confirming this wasn't back in Salomnia. Yep. And we're going to fade back into that right now. There's a clash of dull blade against dull blade, and suddenly the man is atop you. He slams his pommel there into the side of your chest, tipping you over. Keep your blade up, lad.
7: Come on. I don't even want to do this. Well. In that case, you want me just to cut your head off now? Espen
1: Greenshield nope. stands over you and offers a hand down. Come on, if you want to be a good fighter,
7: you've got to learn how to fight dirty. But hey, give me, give me your hand.
4: He'll reach his hand up, and uh. he
1: lifts you up and immediately kicks your legs out from under you. <laughs>
7: like hey what did did i just say you have to fight dirty you don't fight fair you fight to win Sean. what if i don't even want to fight though this is
1: stupid aye it is stupid war is stupid it's the stupidest thing we do but guess what if you don't want to fight and war's coming for you it'll get you A man has to fight for what he believes in At the very least, he needs to believe in his life.
4: is that the kind of man you want to be? I don't know. I'll try and kick him in the shin. Make me an attack
1: roll.
4: Oh, shit. (laughs) Actually, one second. Um, I knew
1: I forgot one thing. (laughs) Dice? Yeah, I forgot my dice. (laughs) All right, I'm back. I was doing too
4: much. No, Razira
5: just simply moved them on you.
4: It's true. It Zirizira, right, she found
5: and them and then she put them down again, mm. it was somewhere else. Dice
4: bag. Okay. So make me an attack roll. Oh, uh, do not use just your proficiency bonus. Socks. Okay. Um. Then in that case, twelve. Well. Okay.
1: Uh. So you will sl- you will lash out, but it's a weak blow from a rough foundation. Uh. Your shin is going to actually slam into his his metal uh his metal uh his metal uh grieve grieve or grieves, grieves the legs does that include yeah. the doesn't include the shin i can't remember i think so i thought so too um so slams in the side of his grieve and uh you are going to feel a pain rocket up your shin bone ow oh shaft bones lad shaft bones go for the ankle and uh, he is going to slam his foot down on yours Oof. uh but you are going to flinch out of the way just in time you think he might have been going a little slow for you
4: all right up on your feet and I'll uh, back away from him first this time and try and Here. stand back up and keep your shoulder up oh. <clears throat> Hold it shaking.
1: Alright, you've got a longsword. Longswords are useful. You can use them with one hand or two hands. The best part about a longsword is notice the length the the length of the handle, not the length of the blade. Alright, you know the best thing about a longsword. Okay? It's the pivot. Right. So you can do all of this fancy work that you see idiots doing. Or... He chokes up and down on on his handle a bit, shifting the blade an entire foot at the tip with an inch of handwork. Or you can just choke up. Look at all the energy I'm saving. Look at this. It's great. Oh, look at this. It's called leverage. You want it. You always want to have leverage. You want to be able to pivot. You want to be able to have full range of motion. Okay, you understand. It allows you to block, strikes like this. And he whips his sword over and comes at you. Uh, and you are going to, against
4: all odds, block.
7: I'll, I'll like... There we go.
4: There I'll we drop go. the sword after and be like, oh, ow, that hurt. I It does ring a bit. That
1: was a good block. It's probably enough defense for the day. I know that uh, I've got to meet Becklin in a little bit to, to grab a bite to eat. And I think that... Uh, Hmm. I think you might be headed down to uh, get a fish pie yourself.
4: How are things going there? I don't don't know what you're talking about. With the girl, lad. The girl. How are things going? Girls are gross. Aye.
1: But not all gross things are bad. Pick up the blade. I'm going to show you one more thing. No defense.
4: Okay back away from him a little bit and nervously pick up the blade.
7: No defense. I used to be a squire of Salamnia myself.
1: By my honor, I'm not going to do anything to you when your back's turned this time.
4: Pick it up. I'll leave him and pick it up.
1: Good. Come over. He takes you over to a tree that you've used as a target a number of times. There's a big, like wicker woven target on the side of it as well, and that it's been hung off a branch, so the tree's bark doesn't take too much damage. I'm gonna show you a trick. See if you can do it. Okay. Keep your blade up. Okay. You're facing a foe. You're facing a foe with, um, with armor, with overwhelming strength. Okay. But you've got something better. You know, leverage. the best. Yeah, you've got leverage. You've got smarts. You're a smart boy. Let's see if you can use that. So. My my favorite tactic. You know, one of the reasons my shield's green.
7: Come on. I, I, I don't know. Well, for one, Why it was it- given to me that way by the unicorn. And it's
1: blashed. But well, besides that, it's flashy. It draws the eye. So, if I angle it just so and he kind of like tips it up catching a bit of sunlight off of the the tree embossing in the center of his round shield, it's going to actually hit your eye a little bit as he does so. I flash up, I do a bit of a a bit of a strike with the shield thinking I'm going in for a bash and then Uh, and he draws his longsword back, flashes up his blade, tucks it behind the shield, and as he whips his shield forward, immediately goes in with a very precise strike that lands dead center out of nowhere. It's the quickest move you've ever seen a soldier use. Whoa. See? Precise. It's all about the mind, though. The tree, obviously, was looking at my, my shield. Good try, old chap. Sorry about the loss.
4: The tree rustles in the breeze. Um but I don't have a shield.
1: Hmm. Well, then you just have to worry about finding something else for flourish. Maybe grow your hair out. You might be uh might be able to do a whip in the wind or something like that. Or maybe you just need some luck.
7: This sword was given to me This is given
1: to me by one of the High Dukes of Salamnia. I can't tell you which one But as you can see Lovely rose pattern along the pommel Hmm Maybe I'll bring you luck He pauses for a moment And then unhinges, pops the pommel off and tosses it to you like an apple for your short, when you finally get a good one not that blunted piece of shite you have there may it bring you, you luck once you become a knight of course until then
4: I think you should just practice okay Um, He's going to try and do that move on the tree. Make me an attack roll. Uh, That would be a seven. A seven. Oh, you've got
1: to try higher. Here. So you've got a flash. And then drive through. Uh, Make an attack with advantage. He's going to give you the help action.
4: Woohoo. All right. Uh, So that'll be a 16. Okay. You're going to hit
1: the tree without a problem. Just off-center.
7: There we go, lad.
1: There we go. You're going to make a fine night someday. Or well, whatever you decide to be.
7: But whatever you do, you're going to be good. I've got faith can in you, you.
4: Can you tell me more about the unicorn that gave you the shield?
7: Oh, the unicorn. Well... That's quite a story. You'll have to buy me a, a fish
1: pie for that. Come on. I think, uh... I think that girlfriend of yours is, uh, is baking today. She's not her. my girlfriend. Yeah, you've got time. With that, he led you back to town. As you're pulling the wagon, your attention drifts back to the present. And as the camera focuses on the pommel, it is now no longer in your hand, but in the hand of a kender riding behind you on the wagon as it moves across the field, down the road. Uh, you are seeing that it is a slightly tarnished um, silver and steel um, pommel with a, like a rose pattern at the base.
0: Hmm.
1: It's quite pretty. And just, you... the, just, just the pommel, right? Just the pommel. Yeah, you just found it. Yeah. Hmm it's it's very nice it's very nice you're you're you might check nobody's missing one from their sword um so you're not exactly who this could belong to
0: oh
3: yeah might does well keep it for good good measure hmm. i could try hey. and buff it up a little bit hmm?
4: hey where, where where'd you get that oh, stop pulling the wagon it's just like i, I found it is this yours? Yeah, I, I think so. It takes three of us to move sure. this
3: thing. Maybe Warren us us... we're going to stop it. Oh, you must uh, have dropped it, though. I just didn't
4: found a it. I'm sorry. It was it was a. Uh... Here, may may I please? It's, uh, oh, it was a gift. It was a gift from ISPIN.
3: Oh, from Ispen.
4: Long time ago. Keep it for good luck.
3: Ah, that's fair. Sorry, I just I, I just found it. I was looking at it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cause any uh, strife. Uh, just to.
4: Well, thank you for, for turning thing. it. I, yeah. I appreciate that. And I'll try and keep a little bit away from the kender, which is always a bit sorry. difficult. You start <laughs> pushing again? Yeah, sorry sorry about the sudden stop. Start yeah, pulling.
2: Fine, just a little warning's nice. <laughs>
4: You
1: continue to push, and as you do, you make your way down. The fishing village of Volglar clings to a split of land reaching into the Vingard River. Wooded cliffs overlook the community. The only path from the north descends past ivy-covered remnants of a crumbling stone keep. Those of you who are native to the area or have lived here for long at all know this is Thornwall Keep. Uh, it is where your, um, your contact, uh, Becklin, lives and works as the Castellan. The village's modest wooden buildings cluster around a quaint central circle along the riverbank, known as the Village Circle. Jutting into the river, out of place and seemingly out of time, stands an incomplete stone bridge of impeccable, incredible arcane craftsmanship, almost, or at least uncanny, designed with like a type of technology that has been lost since, well, since the cataclysm. The structure clearly dates back to those days and eclipses its modern peers in both size and sturdiness, but it looks like it looks like it was being built, and then the gods dropped a mountain on Kren, and then everyone forgot how to finish it. Now it kind of looks like an extra-large, extra-fancy pier. Um, The bridge crosses about half the river's width before giving way to a series of ropes tethered um, to rafts that serve as ferries, kind of like the draw-line ferries that you can do. Um, On the river itself, there are dozens of small boats that drift along slow, murky waters as the fishers of Vogler ply their trade. Uh, now, each of you received a letter from Backlin that said that you were here to visit Ispen's funeral and there was a memorial that was going to take place on the eve of the Kingfisher Festival. Uh, you are going to be... Uh, you know that there are accommodations available at the Brass Crab for you, which apparently is some type of inn or tavern. So what do you do? You're on the edge of town. Uh, nearby, as you're kind of pushing down your way, Kalara. I don't know what you're doing, but your actual house, your farmstead, is just outside of town. Like, not too far from here.
5: Um, well, I think she's probably going to go back to, um, work. Okay. That makes more sense. I think it's middle of the day, and she's probably supposed to be working. Mm-hmm. Well, where,
3: where are you going, Kalara? Oh, I, I just need to go back to work. Do you need a hand with anything? I can lend a hand. I'm quite helpful. Um, it can make you go back faster so we can go get a, a, a drink down in the tavern. I wouldn't want you to miss out on that. Do you need hand with yours? No, I, I work here. Oh.
5: So I was only at the- up at the mercenary camp for healing.
1: So you work at the fishbowl.
5: Yeah, when I say here, I mean, I'm gesturing to the city okay. or the town in general.
4: You still make those good fish pies?
3: Well, of course.
4: I'll have to stop in for one.
3: Oh, fish pie. We should do that. Oh, we should definitely it's do that.
2: been a to
1: eat.
4: Yeah, too long. It's good to see you again.
1: Orantiros, Same. as you're kind of like helping pull the wagon along with, as much as you can with with your strength um you are going to notice that someone who probably could help a lot more is this strapping blonde man uh who's working shirtlessly over uh in front of a nearby farmstead chopping wood uh it's a human man about about six feet tall um quite broad-chested uh very triangular shaped almost like um ooh, i don't know the crinish version of a dorito but a dorito
3: I was going to say, I'm definitely just picturing the Chris Evans firewood scene from Avengers. It's the Chris Evans Avengers.
1: firewood scene. Yeah. Uh, he wipes <laughs> his brow and looks over. Hilara, What are you doing out here? Shouldn't you be at work?
5: I was up at the camp. One of them had eaten those orange mushrooms again.
1: Who's coming up to eat mushrooms like that? Hold on a sec. He's going to wipe his brow completely off with a handkerchief from his pocket and head over, kind of picking up his tunic as he goes. (sighs) You will recognize this immediately as your brother, Kern. You got a motley crew here. You guiding them into town for some extra scratch, or...?
0: Uh,
5: they're here for Ispen's funeral.
1: I know you, don't I? You're... Mm, Me? Oh, uh, no, uh, he looks over at you, um, and gets this look of, like, just, oh, wow, um, you're a, uh, you're a- A handsome Uh, devil? You're a devil? I thought you were an elf, I mean, oh, sorry, sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't gawk, but I- we, we It's two elves in one day. Oh, man, that's got to be good luck. There's another? Um, elves
2: are good luck now.
1: Are you seeing double? No, no, you're way... I mean, she was pretty, but you're way... De- no, I mean, you're really pretty... T-
2: Don't I'm tell sorry. him that. It will just inflate his ego.
1: Um, well, I didn't it, want to say it, but yeah there's there's another elf that came into town um, earlier this morning or last night. Um, it was while you were out uh, yesterday it was yesterday it was yesterday right when I was bringing in the sheep. Um, it, it was um, it, it was this 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 elf girl came riding on this like white stallion um, but she's she's got blue skin so weird.
5: That, that is kind of different i want i mean they were orange because of the mushrooms
1: that'll do that to you right but no this was like uh, uh like so that silver poisoning huh
0: um
1: do you, do you, uh, I'm, I'm sorry mr., mr 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 elf um uh do elves come in blue was that an elf was i thinking of something else was that like a I don't know some type of some type of other critter Uh,
2: I mean elves are usually pretty dramatic but um, that one seemed to me too pointy
6: ears yeah it's pointy ears and they were majestic
1: yeah and had kind of an accent like yours a little whisperier Um, um I heard her talking to herself as she went by kind of all uh Thouy and thouy, I guess you could say. Hmm. Highfalutin. Probably oh, trouble, person.
0: huh?
1: Um. So uh, I, I'm so rude. I'm sorry. I should be giving you some hospitality. Uh, I'm Kern. Um, he kind of holds out his hand to oh, Tiros so. kind of awkwardly. Uh, do you, you? Um.
6: Oh, oh Or Or, in, or in Tiros. Nice to meet you.
1: Uh, it is it is an
6: absolute pleasure. <laughs> and um, just to throw him for a loop, goes for a handshake, but then like offers offers their hand. <laughs> oh, uh, do
1: you? Uh, he looks at Kalara for some for some advice, like just kind of like that open eyed look. Uh, what do? You...
5: <laughs> she's laughing at
1: him at this point do uh he kind of like kind of leans over as if he should kiss your hand and then kind of shakes it he's really confused (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry i i I ain't there is gonna
3: mime kissing his hand
1: make me a persuasion roll make me a persuasion roll right now (laughs) i will love to i would love love feeling
5: he might get advantage on his perception though because his little sister is laughing at him at this point
1: he botched his his social role for this <laughs> so Nineteen. that's why he is so overstruck 19 uh, he's gonna go uh, yep. uh well match and he's going to kiss the back of your hand and look kind of confused
2: can can i can i just kind of like not necessarily sneak, but just walk behind Urntiros and just like hip check them, uh, check them to uh, knock knock them towards Kern.
1: Yeah, make me a strength persuasion roll. <laughs> strength <laughs> persuasion. just gonna like be or, like worse than my bagging. normal persuasion. Okay, then give me charisma <laughs> and <laughs> <down>. athletics.
2: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: It's a hip bump is charisma athletics. That's that's what I'm gonna say.
3: Charisma okay, <laughs> okay, athletics. Cool.
1: Yeah, because I like yeah. weird rolls. That's amazing. Nat eight. 20. All of you also have a point of determination that you should spend, just so you know. Oh,
2: nice. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, 19.
1: Okay, so you, what, you're what you kind of bumping uh, Orontiros from behind. Orontiros, you're going to kind of stumble yeah. forward unless you resist it. I don't think you have the strength to. Um, so do you just kind of, like, end up inadvertently hugging each other? Like,
6: <laughs> Well... I think that Orantiros would have seen hazel coming not knowing what they were up to but also oh, oh stumbling into somebody and uh is is probably in their kit. Mm-hmm. so yeah just fall against him and be like oh oh, oh pardon pardon me the oh what God, good thing there was such a strong man to oh to, to so, catch sorry me I've here. been working
1: outside a lot today I'm a little uh a little sweaty. Um are you are you, you must, okay? I is uh, so, sorry. You must Holy eat a crap, lot are these people fruit. dead? You're going to hear from behind you. And uh sweat tastes sweet. Oh, thank you. Uh what uh, Landon and uh Kalara, your little brother has snuck behind the wagon and is looking underneath the tarp at the corpses. Uh, Ooh, your your younger oh, brother. Wait, I Holy crap, are these dead people? Uh, She's your, gonna you're go back, smack sleeping. his hand, ow, oh.
5: and grab him by the ear. Kalara, that's not.
1: I want to. see? carts? No, we do not. I'm. I'm like 14. I can look at dead people. Oh man, are these friends of yours? Did you? Kill I them? don't think that's the problem she has necessarily. Did the elf kill He's them? gonna pull did him you? away
5: by his ear.
4: Did you use magic Time to get out?
5: Time and place.
4: <laughs> Who did? Is that what? Landon?
5: Going to drag him towards their
1: house.
4: Who's the guy with the greasy hair?
3: Right. I'll. I got it. rude.
1: So it's not introducing your friends, and also
5: you didn't appear to be present.
1: You should have heard me coming. You I'm trying be to sneaking. be. How else am I going to catch rabbits? I'm not a rabbit. <laughs> yeah, well that... D- 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 tell that, you know, tell that to... Uh, tell that to Leon, huh? Who? He gave me... Leon Fairlight. You know, uh, Leon Fairlight is a local tough... Uh, who works as a um, works as a bodyguard, kind of hired muscle and a hunter. Uh, usually works out of the the, um, the fishbowl, like he kind of beats people there. He he goes around and uh, he acts as protection. He kills wolves. He kills uh, basically anything in the field. Is that, he the Gaston uh, character? He is the Gaston. <laughs> he is Gaston, played by Channing Tatum with the buzz cut.
3: Oh my goodness.
1: Okay. Uh, so he is 26. Uh, he is Channing Tatum. Uh, he is a fairly lazy uh lazy dude but is a huge huge um, uh, hugely popular with the ladies particularly because of his rabbit companion monkey look leon uh, leon said that. He would give me a silver piece if I caught some rabbits for, for, for him to, to breed off with, uh, to breed off with Monkey. Alright. But I've only caught males so far, so I'm trying to be stealthier. I don't think that's going to work, despite what is going on over there. Kind of looks back at orontiros and uh, Kern.
5: Still, lifting a cover in somebody else's wagon and shrieking about dead people,
3: even if it's accurate, is rude.
1: And Razira, what are you doing?
3: Kender would like to try and uh, find something on on the boy while on the boy they're too distracted. On the
1: on boy, the, on the boy, uh, you can go ahead and make me a uh, make me a sleight of hand roll.
5: Alrighty. And through all that all this,
3: Kalara does have her staff, like kind of on her shoulder in the crook of her arm. Well. Okay, this will be interesting. I'm probably going to use determination on this, because I rolled a 5. 5 plus 8 is 13, plus determination will be 15.
1: That's going to be enough to beat the passive perception of a 14-year-old boy. I can tell you that based off of empirical evidence. <laughs> um, we At 14, we're very dumb. Um, mm. And eventually we get dumber. Um so uh let me just see what you find on him. Uh so so walking up and just kind of like looking to see what's in wh- what's in its pockets pockets is precious, uh you will find uh that there is a a vial of some type of tree syrup in one of his pockets. And uh uh his his and, <laughs> and you will also find that besides that, there is a um A toy soldier uh, with a missing head carved out of what looks like maple. Oh, and half a carrot. (coughs) (coughs) Holy crap, there's another Kender in town? This is
5: true. There's another Kender?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's there's a kender at the market. Uh, huh. f- do you know Foswin? You can make me a kender history roll.
3: I would love to make a kender history
1: roll. So here's the deal. You're gonna roll uh, roll history with disadvantage, and if you get a 15 or higher, you you have met Foswin. All right. For so
3: disadvantage. Point. Nope. I rolled a 19 and a six, so that's seven.
0: Okay. You...
3: no no I don't think I've heard of Fosman I would like to meet him. know where where is he oh, here she, for the it, funeral thing she
1: Sorry. Nana, she works at the market she um
7: oh. she's
1: uh she has a stall there she does uh bone puppets
7: <gasps> oh
3: that is she, so interesting
1: yeah bone she's puppets. pretty cool huh. actually was here
3: Foswin you said
1: um, kalari you know exactly what what uh what he's talking about uh, frostman makes these intricate fish bone puppets that she designs in the shapes of animals and sea serpents so they're almost like um well what's the what's the type of art uh like scrimshaw but kind of this weird bone puppetry they don't last very long because they're fish bone but like is it like how all Canadians know each other yes kind of yeah Kendra or just Canadians yeah <laughs> But they steal less.
5: Well, potentially, if you want to learn to sneak, Landon, I would suggest trying to sneak up on a kinder. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: And she'll hand back the vial and the doll head, the toy.
1: It's maple syrup. Rabbits love maple syrup. Common known fact.
3: Oh, can I just, can I have, like, a little bit on the carrot? Unless you want this carrot back, and she's going to lick it.
5: sure we can get you another one, Landon.
1: It's pretty thick. It's pretty thick. It's like blackstrap molasses. Meanwhile, back at the cart, uh, Orantiros, uh, uh, Will, I, uh, um, uh Kern, uh, Orantiros, um, you're, um, uh, High God Freyvalor, right?
4: Kern. It's been a long time. How are you doing? Your name's Kern, too? I thought I was Kern. I'm Kern. No, I, I, I apologize. I'm sorry. It, yeah, it's Godfrey.
1: No, I'm Kern. You're Godfrey. Oh, my name is
4: Godfrey. Yes, sorry.
1: Sorry, man. I'm just... this real elf.
4: I know. It's... it's <sighs> really... A, it's once in a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I, I was a um, bit... Uh, starstruck, you... too...
1: Why are you pulling Still a am. wagon?
4: That's a long story. Yeah, we've ran into some trouble, unfortunately. Do but, you want me to loan you a donkey? I... I wouldn't want to be any trouble.
1: Clara, do you mind if we loan a donkey? Or do you think, like, are you guys able to get into town? I mean, I guess it's only, like... Okay, it's, like, only about 300 feet from here.
4: To get yeah, in. I... I think we'll be fine. Um Levna, we're we're heading to um Becklin, right? Uh, Levna who is um has been pushing the or pulling the
1: cards. Oh, that's right. Aranteros was not. It was Levna because Levna is useful. Uh, Levna has been watching this exchange with a mirthful look on her mind or on her face. It's going to go No, I think we'll be fine at this point. The donkey would have been great about 5 minutes ago. Or an hour yep. ago.
2: An hour ago. Yeah.
1: Thank you for the offer. All right, lover boy. Do you mind if we head out? You're not sure who she's talking to, but someone.
4: I'll awkwardly look at Orintiros.
6: I I think she's talking to you. Good sir. Uh, y- yeah,
4: yeah.
1: Hey, hey, Kalara, you you mind taking your. your you know,
2: tender? we could probably use someone else pushing the. Cart as well.
1: Yeah, I can give you. You look big and, and- strong. Uh- <laughs> I do what I can. Uh, I-, I-, I can give you some time for sure. Yeah, hold on, and uh, he'll sidle up next to you and help you push the cart. Um, where where are we going with this?
5: Well, I mean, I think they're knights of Sul- Salam. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah.
1: So Thornwall
5: yeah
1: okay yeah let's go. So you make your way. are you doing anything on your way to Thornwall? It's actually the easiest to get to uh, once you kind of climb the weaving and wobbling roads that uh, that wind back and forth kind of like of course to deter um, deter intruders and, and invaders. Um, it's it's one of the shortest distances from here. you just head straight there I think so yeah, yeah hey, if, if uh... everyone
3: heads straight there the Kender will like <laughs> lean over the wagon and like is gonna like reach for things as we're passing by to be like oh look at there over there look at over there. She's just like a kid. Like when you enter a new town, she's like going from either side of the, the wagon, like gently stepping over the bodies because she doesn't You respect are
1: going her. to be able to get, uh, you're going to get uh, two ripe Bosch pears. Ooh. Uh, a, a crab apple with a free worm in it. Nice. Uh, and a stick directly in your hair. For free? That's a free Aww. stick.
2: That, that that worm is your new familiar.
1: That's yeah. It's your it's your it's your new familiar. Yeah. Wormy. His name is his name is Russell T Worm. Yeah. Nice. You got a free stick in your hair that you think might be a wizard's wand. You're not sure, um, but that works out. Um, so um, it is a bit. Well, hmm.
5: My thought is potentially that Clara would point them on the way and then go to work, unless you think it would be important for it to go with them or somebody asks.
1: Given that you know Becklin better than anybody here, it might be a good idea for you to travel with them for the time being.
5: All right. What was the innkeeper's name again that she works for?
1: Oh, Uncle. So it's not an Uncle. innkeeper. It's, so he's a tavern master. He goes by Uncle. Yes. That's right. Uh, okay. And uh, his actual name is uh, Elthar. And uh, you have your choice uh, for voices for him of Danny DeVito, um, Sam Neill like the old cowboy guy, uh, or um, Brock from Game of War or from God of War. Those are your three voices I have prepared for him.
3: Brock, 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 (laughs) Brock.
1: Don't worry, you'll have the opportunity for Sam Neill later, Cal. Don't worry. Is it Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott, not Sam Neill That's the dinosaur guy. Yeah, always get those names mixed up. Uh, So following the road down you'll make it toward the river gate at the river gate which um is a 15 foot tall wooden archway carved with two leaping fish on its frame uh as you approach uh you are going to notice something um you, all of you, are going to notice uh, that the scales on the fish, the fish, are all about coin-sized, and they have been etched with prayers for bountiful fishing over the years. People have gone and carved in, as well as uh, different, um, well, initials, little, little love markings, and things like that. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll leave it up to Kellara and Godfrey to see whether or not they notice
4: anything carved on the wall from the past. It's, uh, I'll just try and stealthily take a peek and just see if uh, anything is possibly still there. Make me a perception roll. With advantage, because you know where to look.
1: Uh, 19. Um, whatever was there in the past is still there in the present. Uh, tarnished by time, but still there.
4: He'll, uh, just kind of... Once he sees it, he'll just kind of look over it and just be like, just... Heh.
6: <laughs> Orantiris will just suddenly be beside Godfrey and be like, Oh, what are oh. we looking at? Uh, uh, hello there, Mr. Elser. I'll <laughs> um, oh, just...
4: Uh, there's a... Uh 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 prayers and uh
6: oh yeah uh, yeah yeah lots of but what's no what what were you looking at here oh just... H- and what what's this what's this other initial
1: kv if i'm not mistaken
5: now the question is is did they do it together or did Godfrey put it there?
1: Yeah, was it a, was it a prayer for a relationship, or was it Godfrey?
6: Godfrey. Because um,
5: during the last time he was here, he was calling her
4: uh, a girl. He, he was young. <laughs> uh, you, can, hello? you can You can you can tell me, friend. Uh, well, you know, I used to. Um... <clears throat> Um, oh, you know, uh, oh, boy, uh, it's yeah, okay. it, take
6: your time. Yeah, I
4: had a, had a crush and, uh, um, once upon a time and, uh, um, was it, uh, that's the question, uh, Clara, was it mutual or was it, uh, a, a wish?
5: I feel like it was a wish.
4: Okay. Sounds good.
5: That you just never communicated.
4: Oh, absolutely not.
5: <laughs> oh, I love it. If you're this shy here, I think you were that shy
3: back then.
6: Top 10 anime absolutely. disappointments.
3: No. Yeah. <laughs> the audience is shipping it already.
6: <laughs> lovely. It's lovely. Um,
1: so, yeah, you'll see that there.
6: Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, just you know what I think would be a rather interesting gesture, if if I might intervene in your nightly duties just for a moment during these troubled times. Sometimes it's worth um, looking for the kinder moments when there's death, and looking for love when there's death. I think if uh, a certain K. V uh, isn't aware that her initials are up here. Maybe, maybe you should let one know his or her initials. Or there. Uh, thank, thank you for the
4: advice, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, or Tiros El Sir. Uh, or thank you, thank you.
6: Well, you only live once. That's an old elven saying. And with that, you will push your way through uh,
1: a large set of wooden doors that kind of normally would shut in the arch, but it is obvious from the, the soil deposits around their bases and the grime on them. Um, it's It's country grime not dirty grime uh, but these things haven't been closed hell probably since the last time you were here Godfrey this town does not shut its doors on anybody uh, and as soon as you pass into the town's exterior uh, you'll begin to see people bustling around doing their daily chores and duties an older uh, an older gentleman will kind of look your way and say
7: Glora, good to see you Brought some strangers into town. You, uh, you here for the festival? You here for... Ispen?
3: they have here
7: Oh, my condolences. Ispen was a fine folk.
3: That's not really condolences. It, it's he's just moving on to the next big adventure.
7: Oh, that's what he always said. Well, you have a good day now. Oh, um... Uh... And, uh... Uh... uh Kern, uh, yeah? Uh, Reminder, I, I still need to pick up those, uh, uh that,
1: that slab of mutton from you tomorrow. Uh, I've got still three dozen eggs for you. Uh, yeah, you can definitely d- drop that off later. You can drop it off at Landon. He's there right now, and uh, the mutton's just out in the, in the smoke shed. He can take care of it for you if I'm busy. I'll do that. Thank you couple of other people say hello to you as you head down uh the southwest road making your way toward thornwall keep um now thornwall keep kind of you have to kind of zigzag and root around up um now it's the ruins of an old salamnic keep uh it perches on a rocky rise on the western side of town just inside of the wall um now the tower is quite um it's quite impressive For standards of a town like Vogler, it uh, is—it is three stories tall-ish, if I'm not uh, mistaken—and is surrounded by a five-sided wall, um, kind of, um, actually, kind of like an kind of reminds me of like the old Spanish forts there that you'd be able to see. Um, And uh, it has a crenulated tower, and on top, you've heard rumors. Um, and can see from one of the other hills just the edge of it there is a contraption you've heard of on top now as you know there are three people that live and work at the tower there is Becklin Uth Viharin there is uh, one uh, Darrett Highwater uh, who is Becklin's not technically squire squire and then there is another person who, who works primarily over at the, um, the the tower who is known as Than Than is Vogler's resident tinker gnome who has installed a device up on the uppermost uh, on the crenellated roof uh, called a gnome flinger um, Godfrey and Kalara may both make me a history roll to know if they know about this. Uh, Godfrey, you will roll with disadvantage. Because it has been a while. And I'm not sure if the Gnome Flinger was around 10 years ago.
5: Uh, 15.
1: 15. So the Gnome Flinger, what you will know is the Gnome Flinger is a device that kind of looks like a weapon of war. Uh, It's actually a mode of rapid transportation devised by the Tinker Gnomes of Mount Nevermind. It's a catapult with a seat. Eight. You have no idea. You have not heard about this, but the gnome flinger is one of the best parts about this. Um, that's not going to come back later. I guarantee it. So as you uh, as you make your way over to Thornwall Key, you'll pull up into the front. Um, it it has a wall that kind of surrounds it, but itself is it's not particularly well defended. As you approach, approach it. There, you can easily knock on the door uh, and summon out whoever is inside. Who does so? So pulling up the wagon will come to a grinding stop right at the base of it.
3: If no one does, oh, I'll bang on.
0: Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> so Orintirus goes to gently, like, do some sort of secretive knock, and Hazel just goes <laughs> pushes bam, bam, past bam. him and, like, police officer slams her fist on yeah. the door. So uh Hazel, you are gonna bang on the door.
1: okay so um, there is a moment you'll hear uh, just a second uh, I'll be right there and then you'll hear as this old wooden door is going to creak open. And um, a man of about 1920 somewhere around Kalara and Godfrey's age uh, with a mop of uh, of dark black hair um, about kind of like Godfrey's a little a little slicker. Um, than his um, with kind of like a really broad smile a little bit of stubble and um, uh, just this really wide smile, slightly almond shaped eyes and kind of like bronzy skin. Uh, He's going to be standing behind the the door dressed in like a blue belted tunic and he basically (laughs) looks like Markiplier and, and is a friend of Godfrey <laughs> Really <mark>? does. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I think it's funny because his design is very similar to yours. Um, Godfrey, you oh, may nice. make me a history roll to see if you ever met Derrett Highwater.
4: Is this one uh with disadvantage as well? No, or No, this one will be normal right, because uh, he was he 19. was definitely what'd you get? Nineteen.
1: Nineteen, yeah. You actually can decide. So um darrett about 10 years ago. Um Kalara, I already told you this before game. Uh you know Derrett's backstory. Um, Derrett is a, a ward of the town. Um, his parents picked up and left one day, and they didn't take him with them. This was about a decade ago. Uh, he's about 20 now and was a ward of the town for about 10 years. Always has been a very good-natured guy, though. He's one of those people that life just can crap all over them, and they'll take it with a smile.
4: Okay, and uh, you said he's got a similar sort of story like, He's uh, got a similar kind of like look uh, to you for
1: sure um and he
4: was he ever like interested in doing some of the same things because I I imagine ispen would have been uh
1: Honestly, he was like the good student he was the one who was really interested in it uh but he never okay. rubbed it in your face he was always a good okay. dude about it but he was always like, come on, man, we got to go out. We got to have some fun. Come on. It'll be good. We'll get some stretching. We'll get some exercise in. And then we'll just, you know, we'll do a little row.
4: It'll be Perfect. good. And what was his name? darrett
1: His name is darrett D e d a r r e t t. Uh, high water. And as he opens the door. He's going Uh hi, how's it going? Um, I mean, <clears throat> welcome to Thornwall Keep.
2: Hi, we brought some. Uh, hi, Derret.
1: Derek, like I'm about to say nice corpses to be, and I'm like it, mm,
2: mm.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm um, sorry I was distracted my, 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 my lady dwarf
2: We Brought a card of stuff uh, um, And some knights
5: There was an incident on the road, Derret
1: Oh no, are you okay? Are you all okay? We can offer We, uh, we came s-
5: across it And we've brought the bodies Oh so I, I think Back
1: in. Uh, I'll get Becklin. Um, please uh, wait outside. I'll be back in just a moment. Um, it's. Uh, I'm sorry. You'll hear him call inside. Him in a long time.
5: Oh, that's right. You would have. um You were training with him,
4: right? Yeah, wish it was better circumstances, Uh, but uh, it's good to see him. He seems to be doing all right for himself.
1: There's a momentary pause as you're waiting, and then the door will crack open, and a woman dressed in full plate mail will open the door. She's in her sixties with a um a very honestly she looks like helen mirren let's be fair like the art looks like helen mirren she's got a very very um handsome face that was once probably strikingly pretty um and is just aged into like still like very very strong features uh gray hair that is kind of swept back into a low pony um wearing armor of a knight of the crown um uh, she has her sword on her hip, but is not carrying her shield at the moment, nor is she, has she quaffed her helmet. Uh, and as she opens the door, um, her ward will step aside and she'll say, Hello, what do we have here?
2: Card of oh. corpses. C-
1: corpses. Oh, standard Zero attention. will
3: lift up the tarp, but she's still on the wagon. Oh no. I think we could do that a little... Kinder than that. There was
5: a group on the road, and it, it seems like they were set on. We we all came across it.
7: That's
1: quite unfortunate. Well, was, you're probably not
3: going to believe us night. when we tell you what it was, but we will tell you what her- affected them.
4: there was um, some strange creatures, uh, monsters. Sir.
3: Like, but, like, lizard faces.
1: It's, it's and all names. true. Lavna will say. It's all true. Weird creatures. And she will bow nightly, and kind of nudge Godfrey. Well <laughs> will follow suit. Becklin will give you each a, a brief salute and say, well, an acknowledgement, at least, of your nod. Well, man. Of course, you're the ones that I send the letters to. Well, let's see. That would make you Razira Moonrush, Orontiros, Hazel, and of course Lavna. I think you sent the
2: letter to my mentor instead.
1: Hmm. But your I did. Your mentor wrote me directly, saying that you would be attending in his stead, in her stead. Pardon. Mm -hmm. It's been quite a day. Preparing for the festival.
2: It's been quite a day for all of us, it would seem.
1: It would seem.
3: I was briefly turned to stone.
1: You've gotten better.
2: <laughs> it's true. Tenders
3: usually <laughs> No do,
4: exaggeration. Unfortunately.
1: Let me take a look, and she'll walk past you and pull the canvas back. Uh, Kalara, your brother is going to make a very squeamish noise when this happens. It's, oh, Oh god, that's... that's what we were pulling? Huh. Knights errant. I know them. I know of them, at least.
5: have sidled up to Kern and then elbowed him.
7: Sorry, sorry.
1: Mm, well... suppose there's nothing to be done strange creatures though you say were you able to slay them
3: Yes, yes but they turned to stone as well and crumbled so there's like literally no evidence that we could say so but we promise we're telling the truth some weird lizards with wings that turn things to stone when they die
4: she's not exaggerating sir It's true.
1: Levena will agree. On my honor, this is all accurate, even what the candor says. No evidence at all. Well, I do suppose Um, that that is quite a story.
4: They were um, reptilian. Uh, They had some wings on them and claws and some of the, the wounds, like... Hey, I'm sure hey here. Heard.
3: Look at look at my my stomach. They clawed me. It claws. No dagger, and like normal human hands would do this. And she'll like start opening up the stuff and show where she got clawed by. I the saw creature. him as well.
1: You don't seem to have any injuries anymore.
3: Razira didn't get healed.
1: You did not get healed. Never no, right.
3: mind. Nope, mm. I have four hit points down. Razira did not you get. You
1: are very fortunate. That doesn't look that deep. In that case, I suppose what we should do... Thornwall Keep is going to be the site of... Well... The festivities are going to move their way up here when we do the mock battle later today. If you can help me, we should transport the bodies down into the cellar. Tomorrow we will give them a proper burial, but the cellar should keep
4: them cold enough that they shall not rot. We didn't think it was right to leave them out there. Thank you.
1: Very honorable, Mr. High Valour. Sir Levna. She kind of wryly smirks at the at the use of the word "sir." Was um. Did he live up to his name? He fought bravely, a little too bravely at times, but he'll learn. Scars have a way of teaching things, right, recruit? She'll smack you on the shoulder, nice and
4: hard. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Uh. <laughs>
1: honestly, he did really well, sir. I almost died. Dame. Sorry, he's been calling me sir. It's kind of... It's fine. It's fine. I know you prefer sir. Well, let's get them into the cellar, and then um, I suppose we've got not terribly long. The funeral takes place at dusk. You've got about two hours before then. Where
3: is the near... Where is the... the Get brass the crab. Name that it's, the, the Brass Crab, yes
1: the Brass Crab, you should be able to procure rooms there the the innkeeper set aside several rooms for people who say they're friends of Ispen um, it's fairly but, inexpensive, you should have no trouble
5: I can point you on the way to the fishbowl
1: don't tell me that Uncle is making okay.
7: you work today
5: well you know how it gets I don't like it when I have to head off for other...
1: You tell that stuffed shirt that a funeral is something above and beyond. I require your presence. So if you'd like to work after hours, that's something different. But I know Ispen would be heartbroken were you not in attendance. I understood.
5: Maybe we can tell him afterwards.
1: We can tell Ispen afterwards, or uncle afterwards?
5: Uncle. Hmm.
1: Well, in that case, um, help me carry the bodies. And uh, she will start carrying them very, very carefully, giving them full honors. And as she does, she will say a couple of prayers to the old gods under her breath as she lays them down. The The cellar is a nice, easy transition down the uh, down the back stairway. Um, they're unfortunately going to have to be laid... Uh, one of them will have to be laid on the floor um, because there are only a pair of tables down there that can be cleared
4: off. Um, can I uh, uh, like take any cloak or anything that I have and lay it down on the ground first and then the body on that so it's not... You absolutely you can can.
1: okay you absolutely can uh razira if you uh if you would like to um you can pre-roll an item from your list that you might have acquired from the seller okay if you want or you can just assume that it was drawn from here at any time
3: mm, i will pre-roll that from the d100
1: yeah you do the d100 re-roll okay. if it doesn't make any sense yeah. And I will I will finalize that list before
4: next game.
3: I rolled nice. What's well, nice?
4: Oh, it's nice. Nice.
3: That mm, no, that doesn't want really to make
1: sense. I'll re-roll. Just take one up or down.
3: Yeah. Okay. One up or down.
1: That's that's what I always do. Um. <laughs> so, after you are done. He says a quick prayer and walks you back up to the top of Thornwall Keep, back to the main floor. Well, I'm going to find cudgel and we'll meet you at the Brass Crab in a little over an hour for the festivities. I hope you brought some good stories. Look forward to hearing them at Ispen's funeral and then his wake. But first, um, you should be able to find... Um, the brass crab uh, down to the south. Kalara's taking you. It should be no problem. The, um... It's about one gold piece per night. One steel piece per night. But, um... Given the circumstances, if you are a bit...
4: worn from travel... I, I can... Sorry uh, for you to help bring in him, um, bringing in bring them back so they can receive a proper burial I can cover you for the night. It's
1: very kind of you.
4: Oh,
1: there are plenty of rooms there for you though. Now if you excuse me I must begin preparations and clean up after that um, I would I would suggest that each of you wash your hands carefully after that in case there's any left residue from those strange monstrosities.
2: That is a good idea.
1: There's a well around the side. Please wash away from the well.
3: Do you have any, um... Soap? Like, cloth or anything? I mean, I got covered in stone, so I would prefer to wash maybe my whole body right quick. You Um, know, a little bit.
1: The brass grabs right on the water, so you should have no problem bathing. It would be okay. probably most advantageous for you to go there.
3: Thank you very much.
1: Of course. And I must ask, Orantiros, did you find your um, travel from Quel'danas um,
6: comfortable? Not at all, really.
1: It's unfortunate.
4: I've,
1: if I may, I've always been quite fascinated by your people.
6: I would love to... Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's my hope that I can inquire a bit about them so that I can share your
6: disinterest. Well, get enough drinks in me and my Tongue loosens up.
1: I have ensured that all of Ispen's favorites will be at the Brass Crab. It will be a raucous celebration. I hope you prepare your stories. In the morning, when we, when this is all said and done, I hope that you will have a wonderful day at the Kingfisher tomorrow. And when that's done, we can put these bodies to rest. To Talk of things to come. Um, however, after the wake, I do have something very important um, that I want to discuss with you. Do not let me forget before we leave the wake. Understood?
6: Specifically me?
1: Specifically, specifically the five of you. All well, the five of us.
2: Oh, how intriguing.
1: Yes. Oh, it's been, we'll be here. Um, it's been thrived on
6: intrigue. Well,
0: I will That's see you in Russia. Russia. Oh,
6: yes. before you'd leave, before is there another leave? elf of the blue-skinned variety prancing about on a white horse? Is yes, I heard
1: of that. Um one uh, from Silvanesti if i am not mistaken i've only heard a little bit but there was one that was traveling through town named lidara i believe it was darith um, yeah lidara is that oh the 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 blue elf lady yeah lidara she's real, like, seclusive and mysterious. Um, but it's kind of hard to be seclusive and mysterious when you have, like, a totally, like, blue tinge to your language? Diction? Poise? Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, it is very difficult to, um, barely uh, fit in when you are, um, of such, um, uncanny presence among the common folk. Better? A bit awkward.
3: Yeah, I didn't understand a word he just said just now. I can almost understand when he's better. And honestly, I understand most people. Most people find that they don't understand me. So me not understanding him is like seeing something quite a bit.
6: That's Kendo speak that. for very good job. Thank you, sir. Uh, I
1: hope to carry my poise and diction forward into my future.
6: <laughs> well, don't carry it too hard. Relax a little. Uh, yes, I will do my best. Thank you. I... I'm just going to go because. I made things weird well nice to meet you <laughs>
0: uh,
6: at
2: least he all recognized right. it this time
6: <laughs> all right that, that oh, one, that, that's
1: my bad <laughs> oh, that's totally good that's good i love it i love it um so um as you as you make your way into town at this point um you um and yes that guy is totally young keanu I'm just just checking our (laughs) private chat um so yeah you make your way into town proper and as you do it is honestly just the homiest place that you can remember being um there's birds singing people laughing uh preparing for the festival setting up streamers and ribbons and all manner of things for the kingfisher festival in the center of town um it starts first thing in the morning and people are like putting streamers up along the posts uh there's a giant kingfisher statue in the middle of town square or i guess town circle um then it is just an absolutely fantastic um vibe to the air Uh, as you're going through you're going to pass quite a few places you're going to pass um this this kind of u-shaped building called west west tide house um and as you do um you are going to um to hear a shouting voice kind of over over toward West Tide House. Uh, West Tide House is not really much bigger than any of the houses here. It's U-shaped um, and uh, is honestly, like, only marginally more fancy. As you move by West Tide House, um, you are going to hear the sound of yelling, No, you bumbling oaf. I said that I wanted my brown shoes prepared for this, not my black ones. Those aren't going to go with my belt. Father will hear about your incompetence. And you are going to see a a blonde-haired uh, young man dressed in abject finery, uh, red flowing outfit. Uh, Hi, Draco. I was
4: just going to ask, <laughs> is he Draco? He's Draco I was just boy. my boy. Way. All All I God. have written
1: in my book, boy. "Hi, Draco," next to him. Um, <clears throat> uh, Kalara, you're going to recognize this as Barkus the Younger. Um, so, Bark. uh, Barkus. Barcus, you do not know him, Godfrey. Uh, okay. He moved very recently into town. His family bought the biggest house in town. They're nobles from Solomnia. And uh, they are Barcus uth Estide. Um And uh, they're noble nobles who are living in exile after raiders burned their family home to the ground. Um, they have been here for over a year and basically walk around with that type of unearned unearned big dick energy that only lords can.
4: Um, I'm going to, after hearing this, I want to look over at Kalara and be like, who moved Doom to that house?
0: <sighs> She's
5: clearly weighing her words. <laughs> An exiled family from that Solemnia.
6: Hey, pretty boy.
5: He'll turn and look at you. Kalar's going to duck behind Godfrey, so he's not,
6: she's not spotted. No? I'll, I'll puff up and be bigger. She's tiny, she's I five. I assume four. you're talking to me. Oh, of course. Who else would I be talking to?
2: You're obviously the most important person in the vi- in the room place. Space
1: <laughs> Finally, someone who addresses me <clears throat> as I am deemed Well, my travelers, are you here for the, the papa's funeral? Oh,
6: of course
1: I look forward to seeing when you was there it?
6: And you knew it's been yourself?
1: I'm at the old blighter, yes he worked for my father him. a few times when we had oh, a few coins at, to grow Quietly, <laughs> <laughs> Levin is going to lean in and with a very unknightly tone, go, Who's this asswipe?
5: Nobody important.
6: Asswipe. Oh, better. yes. thinks he is. What was yes, his family name? Sorry. It, it was... I, I just overheard a couple whispers. It was Asswipe? What was the... What was your name, sir? Clara's gonna try and make herself smaller
5: and really hide.
1: <laughs> Bacchus Uth Estide. Oh. Well, that uh, might things Doesn't awkward it?
5: again.
4: Uh, can I do a history check on the uh, last name and see how they compare yes, you to uh, my noble yes, family? you may.
2: I'd, I'd also like to just sneak a glance over at Razira and just kind of like tilt my head at the <laughs> tune like.
4: So uh, that's her here, a dirty well, twenty. Dirty step. twenty away okay so um so i come from royal descent in order to be a sulmanic knight there has to be some sort of royal bloodline at this point i believe or some sort of like
6: we're all descended from genghis khan right (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> At this point, that's probably exactly what okay. it is.
6: So, um,
1: Godfrey, you will know that uh, this is Barcus the Younger. There is Barcus. Lord Barkus um, is is his father. This is Barcus the Younger. Um, and um, uh, who I will also refer to in typing as Barkus, too. Uh, you, with the Dirty <laughs> 20, you will know this. Um, and this is why they are here. So, you know that story from your time in Salamnia? Okay. Uh, Was Um, it honorable? An honorable duel? It was meant to be uh, to to the flesh, and uh, it was an accident, but it was most definitely not an accident from all those who were present.
4: Okay. And uh, status-wise... Like, uh, do would I actually come from a family that's possibly, like, nobility-wise, about the you're, same? You're at, at you're at least on equal okay. footing.
1: You're at least on equal footing. We'll tell you what. Okay. Let's do a noble off. I'll roll a D twenty. You roll a D twenty. Let's see. <laughs> All right. I got an eleven. Uh, ooh, eighteen. Okay, you are of a higher class. Cool. You're of a higher noble uh, noble station. Just, uh, we'll
4: just keep that to myself for now. Okay.
1: I imagine that the language barrier was probably. Um, blocking up those tremendous ears of yours I'll see you at the funeral nothing better to do in this pisshole town
5: Clara will definitely quietly be whispering to Levna and Godfrey that they get the worst service possible in town because they're such stuck up asses
6: while I'm being such an amazing distraction though why are you in this town if you despise it so much
1: um, as you are distracting and saying that, Razira, what are you doing?
3: Um, I would like to sneak up behind him and carefully drop my newly found frog down his shirt.
1: I would like you to make me a stealth right. roll and then slide a frog.
3: And then slide a
1: frog. <laughs> slide a frog. Of you sleight are you you do have expertise in slide a frog. Since It'd I'm assisting them, wait, did you find did a get frog in advantage? the cellar? Is that what you found? Yep. Yep. did they get advantage a on a brightly the colored frog? frog uh you know what uh, i will say that because uh because of that you you make a good point cal so roll with advantage
3: Alrighty, so uh
1: <clears throat>
3: 25 for my slide of my for my stealth and then okay. my sleight of frog is a 24
1: Holy crap. Uh, So, yes, you are going to sneak up, kind of going around the perimeter of his house and just switch over. And just as he's leaning forward, he still has, like, the front of his... uh, He hasn't quite put his cloak on, so the front of his shirt is quite open, uh, where it's kind of, like, open like a vest, almost. Kind of, It kind of is, like, the medieval equivalent of... But caught in at the waist? Yeah, it kind of goes in almost like a suit, right? How it has, like, the lapels. So, like, you can put it right down the front of his shirt. Uh, And suddenly he's, oh,
7: oh, it's slimy! What what in the devils is this fucking thing?
6: I'm just an elf. Jeez, calm down.
1: And uh, uh, he is going to reach into his shirt and kind of like pull out the frog. Uh, It's going to rib it. Dirty fucking beast. And he's going to throw the frog against a wall.
6: And uh, let me just do a quick roll for that. Not Passing if I grab 20. his wrist. Dang, okay. never mind. He's.
3: I would like to uh, kind of knee him like, like go for the knees.
1: Okay, if you're good with trying to do that, we'll say that he starts to throw it to the wall. So what I'll do is, Orantiros, so you can make me um, uh, an attack roll with disadvantage um, to, so this can be a dexterity based attack just to try to catch him before he does it. Uh, so, Razira will give you the help action by basically bumping mm-hmm. into
6: him. Yeah. I have
1: advantage or disadvantage? You have advantage. So, you're going to make me a dex based attack roll. So, dexterity plus your. Uh, and I really hope you succeed because I don't want this frog to get hurt.
3: Me neither.
1: But this guy's a dick. Mm
3: hmm.
5: Apparently. Something convenient needs to happen to this man. Mm
6: hmm. Okay, I rolled a 1 and a 14. Okay, so 14 Dexterity plus your dex.
1: I think it's, you have know, a plus 4 in dex? Plus 4, and you know okay. what? And your proficiency, so that's plus 10, or plus, profi- plus 6 totals. So you're at 20, and you could spend your determination
6: for another plus 2. Yes. There's okay. no better time but to save this frog. I think so. <laughs> so uh, you're, you rolled that <laughs> a at 20 on his roll,
1: but what I'm going to do is someone paid for a something good happens in the chat. I'm going to spend that to re-roll, and that is going to drop me down to an 18 uh, by giving myself disadvantage on that roll by spending the something good happens. Uh, so he is going to like turn to huck into the wall and you're just going to very like gently catch his hand like by the arm and like kind of just so he can't pivot. And what do you do? Just take the frog out of his hand?
6: Gently. Or like, kind of like a kid. Like, ta-ta. Drop. (laughs) I
4: think perhaps it's time that we just both, or both of us, all of us go our separate ways.
1: You're the one on my property. Fuck off. He's going to take that opportunity, turn, and he's going to storm back inside of his house.
7: I want my damn brown boots!
1: He'll yell at one of his servants, leaving you and the frog outside. The frog's going to look up at you.
6: Go.
5: Is it all right? Yes. Clara's just kind of peering out from behind Godfrey. He must have had very
6: smooth
1: hands. It, it looks like oh, a little dazed and stunned, but it looks like it'll be okay.
6: I Riz, Riz where did Oh, there you are.
3: Hi, um, can I have that is, back, please? Uh,
6: yes, there there you go.
3: Thank you. And she'll put it on on her hair. <laughs> the <laughs> maybe, gall
2: of him trying to take your property.
4: Yeah. Maybe I know, maybe right? next time uh, just be keep a good eye on the frog. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I will do a better job of of trying to watch. Well, property. it's a living
6: animal. It doesn't. It can it go wherever hopped, it pleases.
3: It hopped out of my hands down his shirt. I don't know how it did it.
4: And I would, I would advise uh, the rest of you to. I mean, stay away from that man. He's the turtle
2: Frogs, frogs are probably attracted to like swamp-like areas, right?
6: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Laura's gonna quietly kind of chivvy them along
6: a little bit so that oh okay
5: well you might be passing through but if he notices me my life could get very difficult
6: yeah So, so what you're saying is that he's evil he sucks yes And he owns this uh this fine establishment.
5: Well his father does. Ah. Uh, he's a bit of a daddy's boy.
6: And his father's name is
5: also Barkus.
6: Oh, disgusting. <laughs> uh
2: oh, the kind of family.
6: Barcus the Elder? Barcus yeah, well, the the Greater? Well, well,
4: what well, is... Lord Barkus Uth
1: Estide.
2: It's oh, it's so fancy. I gotta throw up.
1: Mm. Yeah, well, that's just weird. do it. Aim at his place, Levna will say. Try not the, to get uh, it on the peonies, though. They don't deserve it. They just live here.
4: Yeah, I, I believe they uh, They said Raiders, was it? Was the reason why they, they left? That's, the,
1: that's who I think it is, yeah, right? Yeah.
4: He said S Tide? S Tide, yeah. The one who had the accident in the duel? Yeah.
5: An accident in a duel.
4: Let's Which, by the way,
5: remind me, how tall is Godfrey?
4: Godfrey is about, uh, I think it was about six. six
2: Alright, so Flora yeah. comes up to us like he's, his he's short. big. We have two tall boys and some middling just short.
1: Eleven hey, <laughs> yeah. is like about six feet tall, too. She a tall girl.
2: I meant yeah, of the, the five
1: of us. <laughs> I know, I don't count. I like to I like to pretend though. You
2: count! Oh sheesh.
1: Alright, so um Levna doesn't. <laughs> so as you're yes. as Levna's walking you all with you all toward the uh the crab, you'll continue talking about this. Yeah. There was a duel with uh with a nobleman's
4: son. Godfrey. Yeah. Um uh, It was uh, the first blood. But uh, apparently that man uh, I don't know too much. I wasn't actually there. Hmm. uh, Yeah, well, very few were. That's the problem. Sorry, what?
1: That's the problem. Very few were there. Yeah. Yeah. There's supposed to be a certain number of witnesses in a duel, and it was just... Anyway, it was supposed to be with blunted blunted sabers
3: well that doesn't seem very sportsmanlike and chivalrous and lord
4: lordly yeah, and the man that died uh um, did the man that died have a name kelly uh let me double check actually because they don't give much info on it let me just see
1: um forecast Uh, son, uh, mur- murdered the son of a local leader um so that man of course i mean how could i forget uh was named Halpern
4: Halpern um, Halpern was a good man from what i hear too
1: yeah it reminded me a lot of you with like another like 5 years on you maybe it wasn't even that old it had some it had some I don't know. holy crap is this it it actually kind of shaped like a crab <laughs>
2: Impressive architecture.
1: Huh,
5: a very yeah. interesting. My god, It's not exactly odd for his behavior, so uh, nobody quite likes him around
2: here. Hmm. Good to know.
1: With that, you make it up to the Brass Crab, which is a modest single-story building, and the village wharf. Uh, you're looking down into the water at this point. It's quite a lovely sight, um, and sure enough, the place actually is kind of shaped like a crab. It's weird that way, um, but How as does that work? Uh, it's kind of like it, it basically has like kind of like a, a round semicircle with like a front chunk like a crab's head with like the eye stalks sticking out the front, uh, and has one two three uh, it has four um, jutting hallways that go out from it for extra rooms, almost like kind of like motel wings. Mm but like much a bit smaller. Um but yeah, uh you can easily walk uh walk in the front door um carrying your things. As you as you do, um you are going to be greeted by um a a woman with kind of um like skin that's roughly like the hue of mahogany, like an Ergothian woman. Um that uh Kalara and Godfrey, um Godfrey you kind of know it's like Alme, it, something like that. You'll recognize Yalme. Kalara. Um, and uh, as you enter, she smiles, and they're in the process of setting up for the wake. Hey, I was wondering when you'd make it here. Did you bring the pies?
5: Not yet. I'm just directing travelers.
1: Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, come in, it's come in, come in. Camp. Welcome, one and all. If you're staying here, uh, it's one steel coin per night. Uh, room and board are included, but drinks, uh, aside from the wake itself, uh, won't be covered.
7: But I think you'll, there'll be enough here for you.
4: I'm gonna look at the rest and uh, the group and like, if you don't mind, uh, this is on me for your help.
3: Oh, are you sure? Because we have the, um, and Riz- Rizero will, like, jingle the bag of steel that they found at the thing. I could cover us.
4: I I would like to as a gesture of my appreciation. A
3: oh. very, very noble well, good, good night, sir. Um
1: such a, Thank you. Such incredibly uh generous patrons. Feel free to stay as long as you'd like. <laughs> for uh it's for like extra we- bronze coins I'll do a turn down service for you. Have some mints.
2: <laughs> Hazel looks at Uruntiros and goes, "No."
4: <laughs> yeah, so I'll i uh, uh, five steel coins, uh, one for all of us except for uh, Kalara, um, and that includes Lebna. because okay. I, Kalara, of course, probably has her place to stay, and it's like maybe hmm. since you don't need a room, maybe we can buy you some drinks a little bit later. Sounds lovely. Uh, um, well. Just sign into the
1: registry here. She'll go behind the counter, pull out a book, hand it to you with a quill.
3: Do you have any kinder sized beds by any chance?
1: You wouldn't want a normal size bed so you can spread out nice and proper? Oh... Well, any you know bed is a Kender-sized Never mind. <laughs> now, I do have a one request from, from all of our guests. I love hearing stories far and wide. Particularly, I love Kender stories. And I'm hoping that on the way out of here, you can do me a favor. When you leave tomorrow or whenever you check out, I'd love it if you'd come and show me all of the things in your pack. I'd love to see everything you picked up along the way. Are you sure you don't want to see right now? I'd rather do it on your way out the door. <laughs>
3: Okay, I I, I could do that. So smooth. <laughs> it's like she's done this for years. Yeah, it's like she's done that. You know, so smooth. Robin gets it. Razir doesn't.
5: In the meantime, I think Kalara has to go find the pies that she'd baked, probably from the fishbowl, and thus has to interact with Uncle. So she's going to ask Levna if uh, she would mind helping transmit Beckon's order.
1: (laughs) You need me to stand up to this old guy? I don't mind.
5: I feel like you might get it across better.
1: Rookie, find me a room that's going to be comfy for me. Uh, South facing if you can do it.
4: (laughs) Uh, Yes, sir. You sure you don't want to? Or, okay. You got it. Awkwardly uh, go and try and find a South-facing room for Levna. Okay, um, she will set you up good
1: and proper uh, with the uh, with the rooms that um, that you have. You're gonna get, uh, in order, Levna is going to be in room 2, Godfrey you're in room 4, um, then Razira you're in room 5, um, Orontiros, you are in room 6, and Hazel, you are in room 7. They're all quite comfy. Um, the beds, the beds are a little lumpy, uh, compared to what maybe Orontiros is used to. Um, it, it's rustic. It's like staying in a very well-kept-up motel sex. Like... It smells good. They've got um she has like citrus and herbs in the room to kind of brighten it up kind of in a potpourri fashion. Uh there are soy candles nearby for you to light. Um probably a deposit there. But um to get those sorry, it's a dumb joke from B and not and B
6: Beyond. <laughs> Can you uh- tell me. uh
3: B and B Beyond?
6: B and B Beyond, Airbnb, I'm gonna put that on a Air
3: D D. Air D D. Air
6: D D.
1: Okay so um, yeah uh, so as you are settling into your places, there they all have like latchable windows and, and uh, little like latch bars on the inside of the of the doors. ones that are pretty easily breakable. like in the event of an emergency, you could kick that door down pretty quick. Uh, but for casual use you can latch yourself in and give yourself a lock at the key and you'll have security for any 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 business you want to get up to in your own room um, scot free. Now these are all first floor rooms and uh, with that um, Kalara, you and uh, Levna are going to make your way over to the fishbowl. Uh, now the fishbowl is the place that after a long day at the river Vogler's fishers like, travel to the fishbowl to tell tales drink themselves stupid indulge in baked fish pies. The problem with that is is the booze is watered down so much that they have to drink half the river before they actually get there and by then they're too full from eating the pies which are the real draw. In fact you know the pies are kind of the best baked fish pies that anybody's ever had it makes up for the bad beer uh uncle an elderly man uh who is you know whose real name is elthar but nobody calls him that uh, is working behind the counter of this little establishment when you walk in with a jangle as you head inside of the tavern Uh, there is going to be the sound of some crashing back in the kitchen, and, um, you're going to
7: hear Where did I put that stupid... Hello, who's there?
5: It's me, Uncle. I'm here for the pies for the wake.
7: Galara, what are you doing? You're supposed to be here this morning
5: uh no, I had to go to the mercenary troop because they'd got eaten. No those you were again. supposed
7: to work here and bake pies I had to be up to do a double shift because of that.
5: They were all ready to go
7: hmm. well...
1: Uh, he'll step out of the back room. He is a short squat man of about five foot six, um, built kind of like he's shaped like a brick. Just, just like that type of solid fat that doesn't jiggle when he walks. You know, he's used to hard work. He's got like big hairy knuckles. Um, he's uh, kind of a, he's a Caucasian man uh, who's a little pale, except on his arms and face, which are kind of blasted red from heat in the kitchen. Like, he gets a bit of a tan just from, like, working around the fire so much. But not in his apron spots. Uh, and he's going to kind of walk out, toss a rag over his shoulder.
7: Oh, he didn't say there was someone else here. We're quiet right now. Ain't nobody's coming to drink because they know they're getting free booze tonight at the Brass Crab. Which is why
5: you have the pies.
7: Well, well I why, got wait, enough wait. of them.
5: Everybody's Who's loose? Uh this is Sir or Dame. I know I Godfrey go by used sir. Sir. Go sir sir Levna.
1: Sir Levna. I'm here to carry my pies. We have an order for Becklin. Sir Dame Becklin.
5: <laughs> did you really like Sir first or did Godfrey just
1: Honestly, it was funny when he did it, and I stuck with it. Plus, to, <laughs> to be fair, when people hear that your name is Sir coming, they give you a little more credence than if they hear the
7: Dame is coming. Fair. Oh, yeah, I got your pies right here. I can get them for you. Um, Let's see, that's two dozen fish pies. Uh, we mostly trout today. We were going to do haddock, but couldn't catch any.
5: Of all the days for them to be elusive.
7: Do Haddock go in the river?
1: Or haddock river fish or are they sea fish? Pretty sure here. that's
5: ocean. Alright, oh, so in
1: that case, um, he is. then he is obviously bullshitting her. Because I mean, we're on the knows. coast. That's true. So that's true. they could so, go out for that. So but... That's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, so he'll bring out a couple
7: of trays of pies. Alright, so you got this here. You can carry all these over over there.
5: I think between us. She'll take one of the trays. And like, I think Kalara is surprisingly strong for how she Mm. looks because she does do baking and cooking. And that's a lot of work.
1: It is. It is a lot of work. You've got strong hands, strong forearms from doing that. Especially Uh, since I have a feeling
5: they don't have any like good... Mixers so you have to hand whip cream it's and all, stuff like that. It's hand whip
1: cream, hand kneading, all of that stuff. Uh, as you take one of the um one of the trays, uh he is going to look at you and he's going to catch you by the arm at the elbow with his little nubby fingers kind of grip you hard.
7: Okay. There's blood on the hem of your dress. Uh
5: there was an a scuffle on the road. We, we took the...
7: Glara, I told you that going to those mercenaries could be trouble. I don't care if they were friends I or came
5: upon it. I wasn't attacked. I was helping.
7: So you're okay? Yeah. Well, all right, then. Get out of here. Uh, be sure to... Don't drink too much, because I need you to do some bacon first thing in the morning. You got a four-hour shift starting at six.
5: Right after
7: the wake. I mean, we got the festival coming up. and
5: Everybody's going to be play fighting in the streets and not thinking about fish pie.
7: We're going to have have a stand.
5: If we do it for the afternoon, they'll be hungrier then.
7: two-hour shift. I need you to at least help me roll, roll the dough.
5: Alright.
7: Well, get out of here. I ain't got time for this. Now I'm gonna have to work a double shift and I might just miss the, the send-off. But I'll see you at the wake.
1: Um, just real quick, make me an insight roll. <laughs>
5: Natural twenty.
1: He is looking for any excuse. He hates funerals. He lost his wife a few years ago and he just can't handle them. Um it is so you know he is looking for any excuse to miss this funeral, and you coming in late tomorrow is extra prep he can do around
7: here. Um he and Ispen weren't well, close, but do you he mind did making
5: like him. sure that the fish is um scaled before tomorrow morning?
7: Oh now you know all about fish. I've been cooking I have been and have and cleaning fish since you were knee-high to a... And as well, since you were a dream old and your things daddy to get things. Maybe I did forget, though. Maybe I should do that. Well, y'all get out of here and shut the door when you leave. I don't want any weevils getting in. Or whatever. Weevils by the name of... Uh... Oh god, what's his name? No, you to let that prick or in there is gonna be more trouble.
5: Unfortunately, he's going to be at the wake.
7: Yeah, well, I look forward to not seeing him there all right we'll
5: be off have a good night don't forget no. the fish
7: and she's I gonna keep forget and the damn the fish
5: f- basically as like the skirt rounds the door handles when he
1: reacts back. so you will and shut the door um with that um you will head back and prepare for your final farewell to ispen uh which we are going to come back to after this quick break thank you so much for watching everybody um we'll be right back Hey everybody, Kelly here. No ad this episode. I want to welcome you to this brand new campaign. Dragonlance is a work of love from each and every one of us, and I hope you really enjoy what we're doing with it here. If you like what we do here, though, consider supporting us on patreon.com dorktales. Every dollar that you give helps us improve the stream, and it really does make a difference. Also, you get your name at the end of the episode, which is pretty rad, because in the podcast, I say everybody's name, which is pretty rad. And finally, if that's not enough for you, there's a ton of additional content like behind-the-scenes podcasts, additional episodes, and but more. There's just so much more. So head over to patreoncom dorktales now and check it out. And for those of you who are already patrons, thank you so much for helping this dream stay a reality. We couldn't do it without you, literally. And with that, let's head back to Dragonlance, Shadow of the Dragon Queen. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dragonlance, Shadow of the Dragon Queen, here on Dork Tales. A bit of time passes. You set yourselves up in your room and you spend some time um, getting, getting basically set up and and relaxing into your rooms. It's not too long though before you're all summoned there for the um, for the funeral. It's it's a chill night outside. A bit of the the briskness of late summer is beginning to to settle in the the warmth of the season beginning to fade behind you and as you find yourselves outside there the dock you know, you're not alone those who were closest to Ispen Greenshield gather on the dock, overlooking the Vingard River. There, Ispen's body rests in a small boat, his body wrapped in a shroud. A musician plays a soft song as the knight Becklin Uth Viharin steps forward in her own ornate Salomnic armor. She smiles gently at those assembled, and her voice, when she speaks, will carry clearly across the water as the assembled patrons are preparing to send their say their last goodbyes however the camper is going to pull up and reveal that there is a kender sitting atop the rooftop of the brass crab razira what are you doing up there
3: um so razira very quickly didn't really unpack she would have um opened the window and climbed up onto the top of the, the roof and she um, as sort of a not like ah what's the word I'm looking for Okender don't really celebrate death as much so she's doing more of like a, a memorial kind of like
0: mm-hmm.
3: memory so she actually has a a map of the continents and she she drew it by hand once she got the the letter she copied it down and when she found out Ispen's passing and she has in very nice ink uh, drawn the map and then in gold and green she's drawn their, their adventures and their passes she's taken so she's just finishing off the map and you'll see at the last point where she and Ispen was the green stops. But she's kept the gold continuing, representing herself. And it's going to end at Vogler. Sorry, Vogler. And that's what she will pass that along at the uh, funeral thing.
1: When's the last place that you remember being with with Ispen?
3: The last place that she remembered, they were in just a mid-sized town and they had just finished an an adventure helping clear out some goblins that were terrorizing the the town and they had a very quick escape um Razira accidentally found the like leader's staff and they had a horrendous chasing scene, very Indiana Jones style boulders and crap running trap mm. setting off in the cave. And they made it help by the skin of their teeth. Um, and after that they sat in a tavern and drank and told stories. And Razira was telling her version of the story. Very loudly and exaggerating, and, and Ispin was probably chuckling and smiling and adding on, and making it sound way more dangerous than it actually was. And mm. after that, oh yeah, totally.
1: You mean there, they, was, there were two of them? There were two boulders, not just one.
3: Uh, right. Yes. Of course. I totally forgot about that. Two boulders, and they were on Spike. fire. Oh yeah, Spiked and on fire. One was on fire, one was spiked.
1: There. Was and then they hit each other, and then one, and the, some of the spikes broke off, and that one became spiked, and then the fire jumped to the other one. It was a, it was a big deal. Yeah. And as the camera's going to pull back from you sitting on the roof, watching the people below begin to assemble, Ispen will be sitting there next to you, in memory. He looks over at what you're drawing. It's quite a trek you've made. Still can't get the stink of goblin off you, though. That blood never washes off. You shouldn't have taken the staff.
3: It found me.
1: Aye. Things tend to. Look out for the boy. down on the ground. <clears <throat> Becklin clears her throat. And there I said earlier that there was a musician playing. Is that Orontiros or is there another musician? It's
6: Orontiros.
1: I have a song that I would like to have in the background. Do you mind if I if I just executive call it? Yeah. Go go okay. for it. Okay. Roughly translated, this is called The Elven Song of Waiting. And as Orantiros' fingers begin to strum across his instrument, playing with an adroitness that is mesmerizing to the normal humans around here. Did you play this song when you were around Ispen?
6: I have a story for this song sure um is this during the wake with people listening you can save this the... kind of... i'll save the story for this song mm-hmm. when we're sharing our favorite tales of ispen so as you're strumming though
1: the camera pulls over or for um, on for speech you can almost see Ispen sitting next to you listening to you strum <clears throat> you all knew Ispen as a friend and there were none like him before he died he told me this there should be tales not tears for an old scoundrel like me make sure everyone knows the stories my stories when I head off on the greatest adventure of them all. We wish you well on this adventure, friend. And she will compose herself for a moment and nod to the villagers and several of them carrying the boat containing the body Go to the dock's edge, where she and Cudgel, um, this middle-aged dwarf with um, very um, kind of uh, uh, deep olive-colored skin, brown hair uh, pulled back, um, dressed in her ceremonial armor as, uh, well, her mercenary armor, I should say, uh, will slowly lower his boat into the water. So let us do that. Becklin continues, as the tiny vessel drifts out to the Vineyard River. On the eve of the Kingfisher Festival, we celebrate you, Ispen. Good travels, friend.
7: Until we meet again.
1: With that, you watch the boat drift out of sight, slowly, slowly moving down. The gentle current of the vingard there's a moment of silence well everyone let's head back in for the reception we have much drinking much celebrating and many tales to tell She waves you all inside to share your stories. You pack your things up and as, you, as you're as you doing that um, Cal, can Orantyrus give me a performance check with advantage?
6: All right. Wow, I'm on a one rolling one go. streak today. Oh, can there Cal- we go. <laughs> <clears> okay. <throat> Uh, 16. This is Charisma. It's charisma I... and Performance,
1: yeah. So it should be at, oh. l- at least
6: 22, I think. This is going to be uh, 10 plus it's going to be 26.
1: Holy crap. Good. Joe, you have expertise, don't you? Yes. Okay. Uh, damn, son. Uh, fantastic roll. Uh, Did they do as... that right? Is, does that seem too high? What, what, what was your base roll?
6: Uh base roll was 18.
1: Nope, that's right. So if you have if you have expertise right. in persuade in uh performance, uh yep. that will be 4 plus your charisma which is plus 4. Uh so 26 on an 18.
6: Yep. So
1: yeah, that's the that's most beautiful
4: that's... thing I've ever heard in my life.
1: Honestly, it damn near is um the the Actually, the, the most beautiful thing you probably heard in your life was your name said earlier this day by someone. But uh, that's a different story. So you head inside into the uh, the common room of the brass crab, which has been festooned out. Uh, as you do, a couple of people will kind of approach Orantiros. And... That
7: song's quite lovely.
1: Yeah, it's a real... um. Well, it's not a banger, but it's, um... It's got real soul to it. You're an amazing
6: performer. Is that an Elvish song?
1: Well, yeah, is that an Elvish song? It sounds really nice.
6: Huh. Well, it's a song of my own, and there's quite an interesting tale that I could... that I could tell that has to do with Ispen, curiously enough. Can't wait to hear it. And, uh... Well, maybe a few more drinks or... Oh, should I tell it now? No, I'll save it for inside. Uh, and you know who will want to hear
1: it? Head inside? Um, Sadden. Sadden's going to want to hear it. He, he acts tough. Well, he's a real, a real <laughs> soft sword when it comes to music.
6: All right, I'll i I'll—I'll save the tale. It's its a song that I never thought I'd play again. But, well... Oh, right now, really. really gosh, now
1: you all head inside of the tavern and it is a simple but crowded affair the brass crabs proprietary Yolme has a never ending supply of well uh, an ending supply of the fish pies there are only about two dozen of them there they're small about hand sized and um they're more like empanadas really than anything um but as you head inside there is bread, cheese um and, and a number of drinks, mostly local ale, a bit watered down. Uh, but there are a few other drinks there that are on uh, that are on pull, um, that are are not free. But if you'd like to get them, um, they are there. There is also an unlimited supply of one non-alcoholic beverage that Ispen liked to to drink to fortify himself at the beginning of the day, called uh, filmjork, uh which is like a yogurt drink. Um, made from, it can be made from cow's milk. Uh, I think around these parts it's made from either either sheep milk or goat milk. Um, but it's it's kind of like a like Laska, or Lasky? Am I saying that right? I think I... Lasky, Lasky? I can't remember. Uh, but it's a yogurt beverage. Uh, and it ferments nice and proper if you do want it alcoholic. It goes very well with any hard alcohol that you pour into it. Um, but uh, practically everyone in the village makes it makes an appearance uh there's a mountain dwarf across the way there's actually a kender inside uh levna is working her way through the crowd in her armor uh having lassie thank you uh and has taken her helmet off so as not to scrape any of the beams above um as well you'll see that telling a story in the corner is a a ugly ugly man a, a beefy old dude who must be pushing like 90 at this point with uh wee little spectacles at the end of, a, of an oft broken nose uh telling stories in the corner and punctuating them by sucking on rancid teeth that still cling to his withered gums uh there is um like i said a mountain dwarf uh, a female mountain dwarf herder uh who will immediately catch your eye hazel because for two reasons a it's a mountain dwarf and it's obviously a mountain dwarf by the way that she's dressed Uh, she has a traditional mountain dwarf sash across her chest as well Um, i'm thinking kind of like a highland sash almost uh and is sitting there kind of like listening to stories and smoking on a pipe she is very pretty as in exceedingly pretty um with this head of brown hair that if fully unbraided would trail behind her three feet on the ground. Uh, but the way she has it is this mass of braids that mean that her neck muscles must be just impossibly strong. Um, beyond that, there is a um, uh, there's a man in his mid-30s with kind of like long flowing golden like Fabio hair, uh, but whose skin is kind of like bloaty and pale pink. Um, like uh like it's been damaged through um through way too much drinking and probably vomiting um you'll also see that there is uh there is a fancy looking forest gnome with uh black hair and bronze skin uh nearby whittling something out of a piece of oak um a a late teenage girl with with damn near gold skinned almond shaped eyes and bleached out gray hair doing a card reading in the corner with a deck of playing cards um and as well uh, Kalara, you are going to recognize leon fairlight who is a beefing beefing beefcake uh who is basically channing tatum in a vest with no shirt dressed opa aladdin style in the corner
5: all right. Um, so we have a Channing Tatum esque no. And a Dickish Chris Ro- Chris Rogers or Chris Evans.
1: Your brother. Steve
5: Rogers type. No, wasn't there the Gaston type one?
1: Yeah, that's the guy. Was that way as well? The yeah, Gaston uh, is the Channing Tatum.
5: Chris Chris Evans okay. is your brother.
1: Chris Evans Chris is your brother. Chris Chris brother. Is your brother, uh, your brother is there as day. well. Okay. Um, you will also uh, see the, just the table. There are so many other bases that you cannot quite recognize. Uh, and uh, everyone is there uh, beginning some food and drink. And after a couple of moments, the reception begins. Becklin raises a glass and gives a little <laughs> this damn thing. Can I get can I get your attention, please? That's better. I was good at this crap. everyone your attention i would like to share some stories of ispen as per his wishes my favorite is the tale of the high sub-senior artillerist of mount nevermind that launched her pet weasel all the way from the nova enclave to san Cristo island then hired ispen to recover the critter or at least to note its trajectory well that went about as well as could be expected. The crowd is going to kind of give a, a fairly standard laugh at that point. Uh, she goes through the story, telling about how um, it led to this chase with this rodent that worked its way through um, through a den of direwolves. Uh, right, unfortunately, uh, it turned out that the direwolves were in heat, which made this quite a a a passionate um, escape attempt as nothing makes a dire wolf uh, angrier than being a randy direwolf. wolf uh, well in the end uh, Ispin was able to recover um, the critter but um, damn near lost his ass in the process is uh, to say it as he would uh, to this day um, were we to go and check him he still has the tooth marks on his posterior if I'm not mistaken not that I would know. <laughs> um, beyond that, um, uh, and who can forget? Of course, um, well, the one time, uh, once um, Ispen Greenshield, of course, known for his great green round sheep. He saved an entire village by using his shield in order to reflect sunlight directly into the eye stalk of a marauding Ankeg. The damn thing went blind, burrowed into the ground, and created a cave system uh, before accidentally being <laughs> off the side of a cliff to its doom. Uh, and in the cave system, uh, the town was able to re establish itself with a um as a holding facility for local cheeses for the climate controlled caves were quite advantageously positioned which is why if you go along um the north coast of salamnia there is a particular type of cheese uh known as ispen green shield or depending on where you are anyway um so does anyone else have a story that they'd like to say? I don't want to take up too much time. Please, anyone, tell a story for me. Uh, Ah, uh, our elven friend. Come, join us. It was a lovely song that you sang earlier, or that you played earlier for us.
6: Yes, um, I never thought I would play that song again. However, um, I think it was fitting on this day. You see, many years ago now, I had been, uh, bandited, um, taken, taken prisoner by uh, hobgoblin-led bandits. Rough business that was, and they only spared me if I could... Excuse me, I. <clears throat> this is a little. little emotional for me. They could only spare me as long as I could entertain them. And well, I started playing my lute and played the songs that I knew. And when they got bored of the songs that I knew, they would. I would freestyle something. And uh, after multiple days and seeing their boredom grow, I. and my hands almost raw, I decided if there's going to be one song left, it'll be one of mourning. Nobody would be around to mourn my death, so I thought, why not mourn myself? And Mm. as I played that, a unicorn came out of the woods. And I kid you not, dressed in the fanciest of hats, holding a a flaming pumpkin that he had carved a face into it of himself. And as I, he must've been listening from off the side because one of the tales I must've woven in my horrible malnourished state had to do with some sort of like flame pumpkin throwing unicorn rider. And sure enough, like I had summoned the devil himself, it showed up to presumably destroy us all. The woods that I had just made up, a story about being haunted and and condemned hmm. must have truly been. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it was no great ghastly fiend from beyond the grave. It was Ispen. And it was no unicorn he had... He had put a, a carrot on the end of a, his horse, yep, yep, yep. but it was well, enough to mm-hmm. enough to make the the hobgoblins and the the few humans run off in utter sheer. And well, I had accepted my death at that point, and I thought it would be pretty funny if I was going to die. This would be it. And uh, well, it's been Green Shield. He. He saved me in, some would say, a ridiculous manner, but there could have been no other person, no, nor no other way anyone could have gotten me out of this precarious situation. And well, that Song of Mourning was, was what I played. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Wonderful story. Wonderful story. Thank Thank you so much, Orantiros. Cheers, Orantiros uh cal mark down that you have a point of inspiration oh all right thank you and as you head back over to the table that you were drinking at you swear out of the corner of your eye you can see ispin standing there holding a glass of ale next to you it was actually a donkey
6: well it, it was modeled in gray and small and it was obviously a carrot and I don't even know, why did you have a pumpkin?
1: Got some secrets with me to the grave, lad. I think I'll keep that one. You take a drink. Anyone else? Many stories, many times.
2: I didn't know been personally, but my mentor did.
1: Hazel, please, come, speak.
2: She sent me with this particular story. She told me that this ship, one of those ones with, um, with three banks of oars, I I don't remember what it's called. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, it was, it was crewed by Minotaur pirates and uh, had been chasing Ispin's ship across the blood sea of Istar for three days. Ispin didn't have the crew to match the pirates, so his crew was considerably sleep-deprived. Him especially, as he kept only taking the minimum amount of rest, you know, having to keep an eye on everything as they were fleeing across the sea. And yet the pirates were still gaining on him. Finally, Mm -hmm. he reached the edge of the maelstrom and put his great plan into motion. I don't fully understand... Sailing. Look, look at me. Uh, but, <laughs> but I guess what he did was take down his sails and use the current to give speed to his ship. And then at the last moment, threw the sails back up to attempt to expel their ship from the maelstrom. And he was successful. The insane bastard. The pirates weren't so lucky or as quick on the draw, unfortunately. The, uh, Ispen continued on his merry way, and upon reaching the mainland, he was still so sleep-deprived that he walked off his ship into the ocean before it had even fully docked. That's where my mentor met him, actually. She pulled him out with a levitate spell, and wouldn't you know, he was already snoring. She said she left him on the dock, dripping and fast asleep, uh, but he found her later to thank her once the crew woke him back up.
1: hmm <laughs> and uh as you as you say that um you'll flash back to your mentor telling you the story were you and your mentor at all close like i need to know like what your relationship was like um she, I mean, you were an amusement for her
2: i was an amusement um i was an oddity um but she saw that i had potential and i was at a point in my life where I didn't have any connections, so I definitely Hazel feels like she's close to her mentor. Her mentor probably feels like
1: I want you to make an insight check against your mentor when she was telling you the story. Cool. And your mentor was your mentor human? Remind me again. Uh, elf. Elf, okay. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, it's why I know elvish. That's that's right, that's right.
2: Insight Uh, sixteen.
1: She was telling you the story and she said yes, and I him out of the water dripping and wet and already fast asleep and later he found me and thanked me and when it was done and she turned a shade of scarlet that uh, in your head you will complete um, and you can almost hear the sound of this imagined voice of just been saying she was much the same Um, and take a point of inspiration.
2: I laugh as I drink my my cup of doing cheers.
1: Wonderful story. Yeah. I can tell right now that Ispan would have truly loved to meet you. Thank you for conveying your your master's requests and and story. It is a lovely one. Um, what was your master's name again? He was. Oh God, I forgot. <laughs> You relay your master's name. uh, I do, yep. (laughs) And everyone uh, will nod and say, oh, her. They obviously have heard the story from Ispen. Next, please, please, another one.
0: Well,
5: I have one that nobody's ever heard of before. Oh? I think Ispen tried to keep it quiet. He certainly bribed me to do so. But there was this time that the nanny goat took an awful, awful attraction to Ispen. Everywhere he turned for a solid week, there she was. Hmm. Frequently knocking him over. And one time, luckily nobody else was around, but it was right into the horse trough. Hmm.
1: Everyone cheers that. You're here.
5: You can't get irritated now.
1: <laughs> oh, and as you go sit back, the ghost of Ispin will almost whisper in your ear. Really, you had to tell that one.
5: It was the best one. And nobody's ever heard of these it.
1: St- oh, Lash, what all of these stories end with me getting soaked?
5: Because that's what you always told.
1: Oh. What can I say? I love a body of water. <laughs> Wonderful story, Kalara. Next! Uh, Razira or Godfrey, would either of you be looking to step up, or are you going to keep your stories to yourself?
3: No, Razira will, like, happily step up if, no, if, Please? like, there's a break. She's kind of just waiting, um,
1: there and she's going to… There is a brief gonna... pause. Yeah,
3: he's gonna like jump up onto stage, or like jump up on a on a table or something, or on the bar to try and get like. Oh boy, more
1: here height. comes a Kinder Story. Shh, shh let her talk. It's gonna be a good one.
3: There are so many stories to tell about Ispin. Oh, here, here. Cat, Adventures together. Now, um, let me see. What story should I do? And she's going to get through her bag and start rustling for it. Do, do 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 Ah, perfect. Oh, this is a good one. And she's going to pull out what looks like a very weird, like, wake of some sort. Now, you see, Espen and I were um, on the island where all those, the um, island of minotaurs, and oh. We were going to be in trouble for that adventure. We had to disguise ourselves now. <laughs> and Espen had this absolutely bonkers idea to imitate it. Like get a fake cloak of some sort and then put us in it. And so I was sitting on top of Ispin's shoulders when we went into the camp. And they wanted us to uh fight in the the chalice of the Something or other. I can't quite remember it, but anyway, so
1: we were up
7: Chalice against Chalice of Destiny,
3: Chalice of Destiny, thank you. So we were up against six, no, seven minotaurs, and um, so we had to fight them. And oh, we almost got discovered several times, but at one point, my wig that I was wearing that Ispin had crafted came flying right off, and it's been from down below. All you could hear was, well. I knew. I guess it's time to come out, my folks. I'm only half a man at all.
1: <laughs> The crowd is going to laugh, and <laughs> as the crowd is laughing, and you're going to hear a voice from the back of the audience. My gods, you said that you told them that even worse than he did. Boo! At the back of the room, uh, the the good natured laughter is going to just immediately die down, and you'll see that uh, Baccarus himself um, uh, is standing at the back of the room with a mug of ale in his hand. Absolutely atrocious. Mm. Like this ale. Oh, really?
2: Can, Can I make my way over, kind of, through the crowd towards him?
1: Yeah, the the crowd is definitely giving him a bit of space. They do not want to deal with him right now.
3: What is your problem there, sir? We're telling nice stories and you're going and ruining the mood.
4: Well, you can at least try to tell them well. I'm going to uh, also head towards him. You're
1: going to head toward him? All right, so Hazel, you head uh, right up to him.
2: Yeah, and I'm going to to lean in, um, but speak loudly and just be like, sir, you should really watch how much you drink. And I'm going to cast Ray of Sickness on him.
1: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's going to be But I want to be obvious. close
2: enough that, like, the, the visual effect is not as visible to everyone. Not
1: as. So it'll be still pretty visible to those who are around. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a roll for the crowd to notice. Um, actually. Okay, so I'll do yours. <laughs> I see about five people are around you. Oh, my. Okay. Out of... Out of the okay, so two out of five people don't notice. <laughs> okay. So do I need I you to make me uh, ray of sickness. Uh, so if you're doing it point blank range, it's going to be with uh, with disadvantage. But if you give a five foot gap, it'll be normal.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll do the five foot gap since people yeah. are noticing
1: anyway. So it's like they're not noticing like too bad, but it is kind of like a ray of sickly energy. However, you can kind of angle it so yeah. you're blocking most of the view. That's mostly what I want, is just. You know what? I'll I'll give disadvantage to those two guys who succeeded. (laughs) And only one of them succeeded! Nice!
2: You roll more
1: than tonight.
2: Uh, I rolled pretty well. Uh, Where's my other score? And it's plus spell attack bonus, right? It is, yes. Uh, So that is 25.
1: Yeah, he's not going to be able to dodge that. Uh, He (laughs) takes a swig of his ale, and you hit him with that, and he.
7: You don't look so good. What did you? What did you just?
1: And he's going to vomit heavily onto the floor. Bits of blood and cheese—or not blood and cheese—bread and cheese um, are going to just spew out. He's going to make a giant mess, uh, ruining his bright, uh, bright red tunic and doublet. Um, It's going to just be now. That
3: reminds me of a story for Ispen, but he handled it much better than you did there. Here, here.
1: And the crowd is going to just, here. <laughs> just cheers that, and um, he's going to look. Father oh, will hear about this, and is going to turn and book it out the door.
2: Oh, I'm scared.
1: Well, uh, um, perhaps we should take a moment to clean that up. Uh, in the meanwhile, um, by the way, uh, Razira, take a point of inspiration. Thank you. Go. Uh, and um as you are as you are taking uh, a moment to compose yourself after that, um it's almost like it's been standing next to you and damn straight I held it better than that. I'm not a fish ant. <laughs>
2: All right. Um Hazel will uh help clean up.
6: Okay. Sounds. While they're doing doing that, uh, and Hazel's cleaning up uh <laughs> oriroros will uh ting his own his own cup oh the I know you've you. already heard the elf speak on behalf of Ispin, but uh I never did find any lyrics but uh well in the last day or so some lyrics may have come to me that might fit the song, and it doesn't translate well from Elvish, but I I have something here, if anyone would like to listen. Of course, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, Let's see here. Takes out a little piece of parchment that he wrote on, and uh, okay, double checks to make sure he knows and then takes his loot out and he'll play uh, a less melancholic version of the <laughs> the song he played earlier. Sounds good. Slightly um, lively. <clears throat> uh, Ispin Green Shield. Nature's first green is gold, her hardest hue to hold he leaves a flower, but only so an hour. Then leaf subsides to leaf. So Crin sank to grief. So dawn goes down to day. Nothing green can stay. Tispin. Tispin! Maybe perf- performance roll with advantage
1: because everybody's really in the mood here. I want to know how good that was on a scale of ten. Uh, And in case I didn't say so before, um, Christine, you should also have a point of inspiration for telling a story.
5: Okay, cool.
6: Cool. All right, a 17, do do do, and then I'm adding performance. You're adding performance
1: and you get, you have advantage on this, so. So you add eight to whatever you roll on those die. All right, Uh, eight to 17. So 25. A damn good story there are a few tears shed in the audience a lot of a lot of people uh, kind of nudge you and like the um a little forest gnome walks up to you um with uh like kind of bronze skin kind of dressed like a farmer and she'll excuse me can I have a copy of that song I think it'd be really interesting to actually have that I think my fleek my my my, my flock would really like to hear that
6: of, of course and the lyrics uh the only lyrics that he had jotted down, he'll just hand over to...
1: Oh, thank you very no, much. No.
6: Uh, it's an Elvin. <laughs> oh, I can read Elvin. I can read many languages. I'm very, 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 oh. very, very, very
1: learned. I'm very learned. Are you from Sylvanesti? Like, um, like, 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 like she is? And the gnome is going to gesture over nearby where, uh, there is a, um, a particularly somber guest sitting at the back of the room, kind of in the shadows with a hood up, you know, as you do. Um, blue-skinned. Keeping to the fringes of the reception. is kind of watching and not really speaking, but just being present.
6: Um, Are you no, like her? not, not like Are all of you her. blue?
1: I haven't met that many elves. I'm, I'm very learned, but I actually no, don't know that much about elves, but I'm very curious. Are you, um, why aren't you blue?
6: Oh, I've come down with, with something. I'm a little... Not oh, is it blue. contagious?
1: That would be very interesting if I caught an elf disease, elf pox.
6: <laughs> yeah, elf pox turns you from from blue to whatever other color. What if I caught it? Would that turn right. me
1: blue or do me something else like green?
6: Oh, I'm Nahani. Oh, well, Orintiros. Nice, nice to Orantiros. meet you. Uh, what? Nahani Gliboglash. Oh, well, Nahani, how did mm-hmm. you know Ispen? Do, do you have a tale for us? Well, did I a tell for Ispen? Um, Ispen actually, uh, so once upon a time,
1: uh, we, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a farmer by trade, and um, there was uh, something that was going around and stealing all of my carrots. I had quite a carrot field, one of the biggest in the city, uh, or in the town, in the, in the entire hinterlands, actually. Uh, but carrots, almost the size of your, your magnificent arm, uh, perhaps the size of that man's sword, uh, buried in the ground, and something was eating them. Uh, and so Ispen determined that it was, in fact, a um, dire rabbit now this dire rabbit was wandering you know, here rabbit i've got to hear this one um and uh <laughs> leon fairlight will come over i've heard of this dire rabbit go on well um, uh, so as it turned out uh it, we thought it was a dire rabbit but actually um uh, and it's been went and and looked around it turned out it may have been aware rabbit <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: the curse person who's. Of- it was the curse of the were-rabbit. Yes, and Ispun was able to break this curse using the silver light from his shield that he caught with the white moon Solanari and reflected into the beast's eyes, turning it once more into a fluffy, woofy little, little puddin' pop.
6: And my carrots were saved. And that's how I got my rabbit pudding Huh. Hmm? Your rabbit puddin' was a... Was a were-rabbit. Was a were-rabbit. Hmm? Now no, they're a die just a rabbit? rabbit. It's a very reasonable, rabbit. What did they look like before?
1: Very waskily.
6: Oh, well, how waskily are they now? Not terribly. Good. I'm kind of getting a little this long in the two. be happy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a lovely song, though. I, I think this is going to be great. I think that, I think that she'll really like it. You should say she? Are you looking to potentially breed rabbits? I wouldn't mind. I've, you know, Monkey is uh, this big brawny kind of buzzhead guy. It has like a rabbit on his shoulder that's perched there somehow, and is kind of holding steady. That's why it's called Monkey. You know, Monkey wouldn't mind getting in on that. Excuse me, my rabbit is a lady. I know, a lady rabbit. That's what I'm trying to set up. I want little rabbits. He says, thinking through that he can't remember what the name of Tiny <laughs>
6: Rabbits is. Rabbitlings. Yeah, I want some of those. Rabbits. Yo, rabbits are the adults, and bunnies are the the young ones.
1: I thought it was bunnies something else. Bunnies become if, rabbits. I thought it was something else if you had a bunch of them.
6: Oh, a bunch of them. Holy crap, uh, you're a, you're an elf. Y- yes. <laughs> uh, well,
1: uh, um... Uh, he's going to uh, stutter for a minute reach back into his brain and go uh which is um, I enjoy your fish in
6: elvish ah taking up Elven this this far north I do
1: my best to try to learn things you know I'm Leon Leon Fairlight uh, I'm a guard. Bodybuilder, bodyguard.
6: He's I, quite strapped. I like you in your rabbit ways, Leon. Thank you. Or in Tiros. Nice to make your acquaintance.
1: Likewise. And as we pan across the bar, um, <laughs> there are more stories being told. The time that Ispen spent the night in a rock's nest in the high Vingard Mountains, but when the sun rose, it turned out uh, that the it was not just a nest, it was a nest- Full of hatching eggs, and he had to escape as these things were were um, waking up hungry uh, before their mother came back, uh, and had to scale down the side of the mountain using only uh, the hair of a giantess that had been. Well, uh, the story exaggerates. It was the it was the hair of some um some type of creature uh, that had been dropped off that he used as a rope. Uh there's another story about the time that the Lord of Palanthus ordered Ispen arrested after he shaved the Lord's twin uh pardon me, the Lord yeah the Lord's twin Salonic poodles. Uh but Ispen talked his way out of it. But you know what? Uh, it's probably better you don't know the end of that story. It's quite body. Um and this the night will continue on. Um
4: can whatever. I go Up and say something, of course. Of course, yeah. The night's still going. Okay, okay. no, just wanted to check. It seems like we were going away from that. Oh, no, no, no. no, well, we got some time. Okay, Godfrey, um, Godfrey. Godfrey, we'll go is up
7: that there the, and is that uh, the boy, Godfrey, the one who was here like what a decade ago. Well, he's going up big.
1: Hey, he's kind of dreamy. I kind of like it.
6: <clears throat> um, nice, took a single one. Uh, <laughs> we all
4: knew Ispin. And he did have a tendency to tell stories again and again and again, but they never lost their charm. And, uh, the man, uh, I know he wanted us to tell tales about uh, him like he did, but the biggest thing about Ispen that I remember is he always tried to encourage you to, whoever you are, to figure out what you want to do. And. To be honest, um, when I, there, there's so many different things you can say about him. Um, like, uh, uh, the unicorn in the shield, bringing him his iconic green shield that he took his name after. Or the time he was forced to seduce an ogre. Um, or, or, or even the time that he was, um, thrown into a dungeon, um, in, uh, um, Kaolin and uh, had to break his way out of there. The interesting thing about Ispen, though, he never actually told you how he got into those situations in the first place. But from all of these stories and our encounters with him, I think we know. But Ispen always tried to encourage people to say what they want to do, or say what they want to say, be who they are, and find out what makes them unique. And... So rather than telling a tale like he wanted, I know he never uh, did end up joining the Order, but I would like to read some words um, or, uh, in his honor, because he did train many people in many different ways over his life, and hear, hear. Uh, we're, we're all here and touched by him. Some of us in more ways than I want to think about. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you
7: think he's talking about the elf that that uh that dwarf taught under? Oh, absolutely! They totally screwed. <laughs> or maybe the ogre. Anyway,
1: <laughs> take a point of inspiration. You
4: should have seen the minotaur
3: that we were up against.
4: <laughs> okay, take oh, that gosh. point of inspiration. Was that the man, one, Godfrey?
6: Was that the one with one eye? Oh, there's one with one eye. I thought that was the three eye. There's more than one ogre? He's had to seduce? Oh, you've heard had the to there's,
7: plenty of, there's plenty of them.
6: <laughs> Twice is a coincidence, but three times. <laughs> <laughs> three times a lady.
2: That's a pattern.
6: <laughs> he definitely, uh...
4: Well, they always got a little bit more outrageous every time. But anyway, um, for Ispen, um, I just want to take a moment here and Return this man to Huma's breast beyond the wild impartial skies. Grant to him a warrior's rest and set the last spark of his eyes. Free from the smothering clouds of wars upon the torches of the stars. Let the last surge of his breath take refuge in the cradling air. Above the dreams of ravens where only the hawk remembers death. Then let the shade to Huma rise beyond the wild, impartial skies. To Ispen.
5: Ispen. Ispen.
4: As you raise your glasses, there's
1: a moment of silence that passes over and you can almost feel his presence next to you. That was lovely light, lovely. Just remember, if you don't want to be a knight, you don't have to be. I wasn't, look at me. I'm still getting Huma's honors at my grave. You can have a foot in both worlds. You make your path. So make it. The reception continues on. It's goes pretty late into the night. Music is loud, and body and people are drinking and having a good time, getting bloated with bread and cheese, stinky kinds. Even some of that green shield cheese has been brought in by a couple of travelers. Uh, and as you are doing that, Cudgel will approach you. She'll nod to Kalara as you're clustered around a table. Hello, good to see you. My name's Cudgel. Ridimir Cudgel Iron Smile. You've heard of me from the stories. You heard the story that I told about uh, the campfire with uh, uh, where Isman was chasing the befuddled old man who kept going away before dawn, and it turned out that he was afflicted with a curse. Yeah, uh, that was me up there. If he couldn't see me because I'm quite short. Anyway, uh, I was wondering. Uh, so you—that's how you all know Isman,
3: eh? Aye.
1: So what brought you all the way up here? So you—you're you are you're a, you're a dwarf from. Uh, I know your accent. Thorbarten! Have they opened it? Or did you sneak out? I snuck out.
7: Ah! Titsy eye. Good job.
2: I, uh... You know, I... I needed I, to see the sky. And then it claimed me, I suppose.
1: Ah, uh, it'll do that. It'll do that. Look um you were um i forget her name you said it earlier um i'm surprised that she didn't make it i know that she and she and Ispen had kind of a rough breakup but uh, he really did if you can pass along to her he really did care for her a lot talked about constantly he was absolutely twitterpated um can i
2: make Uh, I don't know if you want to use my old insight check or if you want me to make a a new one. Mm -hmm. Um, Just, I want to, I want to see if I know uh, or can figure out Mm -hmm. why she didn't come. Like, is it because it was going to be too hard for her or is it because?
1: She did have legitimate business, but Mm -hmm. she probably could have gotten out of it or made you do some of it. Um, However, um, make me an insight roll. I do want you to make a new one for this one
2: that was not great uh that's a seven <laughs>
1: okay so you're not a hundred percent sure she's very aloof um <laughs> but I will say that um as you're thinking back of it there was an air of that you think that yeah she she is very very serene faced most of the time and probably didn't. Um, didn't want to come for that reason. But, I don't know, there was something else just about her demeanor you couldn't quite place, an urgency to be elsewhere. Something, maybe she knows something about some of the things that have been happening.
2: Okay. Um. The, in fact, then, most of the
1: mages, aside from the, the one at the barb, seem a little cagey. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, she...
2: Okay, so then in, in response to the... um. The comment about Ispin, I'll just say, she was very fond of him as well.
1: And you, um, let's see, I've heard stories about the Kender, and about, uh, about the elf. You stole, uh, you stole a lot of things from him, or borrowed, as you were. Things
3: just find their way into my, into my pockets, I don't know how they get there, like, um, in here and she's gonna like touch the stick that she did not notice was in her head the entire day you know things just ha- find me I don't know how it happens
1: yeah funny that um what about you so Tyros. you're from mm-hmm. uh quailnesty Qualinesty? are you not
0: yeah hmm
1: well, I hope you're, uh, you're looking for a bit of trouble tomorrow. A bit of fun. Uh, I've brought my entire regiment down. We're going to go and be at the Battle of High Hill. It's going to be a lot of fun. I Hope you can make it. I mean, we're going to lose, but we're going to have fun doing it. The Battle of High Hill? I ah, did you not know? Oh, the Battle of the High Hill is the is the feckin' best thing that's gonna be coming through this town for quite a while. Uh, during the Kingfisher Fest Kingfisher Festival, every year there is a a tremendous uh a tremendous battle, like a mock battle that's held over by uh over by the tower there, over by uh Beckland's place. And uh, what we do is it's it's a mock reenactment of the time that the, the Astarians tried to take the, the salon to keep and they
7: failed
1: well, usually it's a pretty palt- paltry affair you know, just a couple of the town militia poking each other with bl- it's blunted sticks and things like that but this time I've got my entire regiment with me so we're going to go play the Astarians
0: yeah.
7: <clears throat> and uh oof. Oof, better out than in I always say uh, and uh
1: the Astarians uh, we're going to be those guys and uh, we're going to charge up and we're going to have a mock battle and then we're going to we're going to run the feck away we're going to it's going to be a lot of fun you should be there they honestly Palomnik could use some heroes I'm looking around at some of these people and mostly farmers fishermen things like that aside from you know Hunky McRabbit over there and uh, and Kalara's brother he definitely talked that it was that he was related to you. Um, besides those two, they don't really got much going for them. Anyway,
4: what do you say? Why don't we? Why don't we help out? Will be fun. I always wanted to to do this when I was a kid.
2: Hmm. Yeah, well, that sounds good.
4: Kalara, hmm. you in? Oh, well, sure. think about it.
1: Think about it and uh let me know in the morning well i guess let beclin know she's the one organizing the thing i need to go back and make sure that all of my uh, all my troops are gonna be uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed in the morning one more to a spin
6: to a
4: good battle tomorrow
6: i can't wait to lose to you you're waking up at the crack of noon oh the crack of dawn
1: it's uh it's gonna be an early day we'll sleep in the next one I done. exactly I plan to get absolutely knackered if you have the opportunity the hinterlands he switches to dwarven to talk to you hazel so if you're up here you need to try this thing called Aquavit. Alright, it's a really strong liquor that they make up here. It's very, very potent. Uh very sweet. Uh, but for us it's kind of like you know, like a like a weak cider. But man, it's just got a great flavor you can't get very many places. Kind of reminds you of uh um uh of Thorbrew. Uh, Thorbrew being kind of like um like a grain spirit that's well not really a grain mm-hmm. spirit, like a fungal spirit that's that's made in fungal the under- spirit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of like that, but it's the best they can do up here. So if you're if you're homesick, that's what I really recommend.
7: She'll say to you in in dwarven. The rest of you are going to hear.
3: (laughs) I think at some point uh, Riz will speak switch to quickly to Kendr speak to Orintiras because she knows she's been teaching him, and she's gonna be like. So, I kind of want to get up to a little bit of Mischief tonight and find that prick and uh, maybe play a small prank on him. A fun little prank. You
6: in? <clears throat> uh, you want to get up to... to Mischief? No. Wait, tonight? Out uh, of all nights... Uh, wait, what was that word? You j- A prank?
3: Yeah, a prank. You know, a prank, a joke. Do that, that Lord Prickson.
6: Oh uh, yeah. Oh, actually, Is- Ispin would probably think that that's fantastic. Uh, exactly. <laughs> We'd be doing it in his honor. All right. <laughs> Do you need me to make a distraction, or are we sneaking somewhere, or?
3: Uh, well, we could see if the others want to do it. They seemed quite upset with him too, so maybe we could ask Hazel and Godfrey and Kalara if they don't want to get into some mischief. You know, could use some lookouts.
6: Yes, K- I wonder if Kalara's desire, and hatred for this man for ba- Barcus. What a ridiculous name! Um, Barcus, <laughs> actually, I I messed <laughs> up, but. It...
3: We're calling him Barcus right now
6: because yeah. all he does Barky. is bark Barky. from his. <laughs> Turkey um, boy, but she also has to live with him. I, oh, uh... That's true. That's true. There's so a she's going way into tender, which is like, oh, shabadoa, shabadoa, oh, what do we do?
1: It's like Leprechaun speak, like in a bad yeah. movie.
6: <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? The runner being a pranking.
1: <laughs> I'm a to make a joke like that. My la- I'm Kelly Clark. Like I- if anybody you can make an Irish joke, it's me.
4: I was going to say, Kelly, if you're talking like that the whole way, I can't even understand it, even if it's in English.
1: <laughs> just They sound like the like travelers from uh, from Snatch. It's just Brad Pitt.
6: What? Let us do so ask Hazel first and oh, then yeah. go from there
0: mm-hmm. but
6: hazel's not really a good judge of what is a good or bad idea we we haven't really found that in the three of us have we and he's he, neutral. over looked to... over look over to um kalara and <laughs> and, <laughs> and as you're um, looking over at kalara Alfred.
1: um Cudgel is going to 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 say goodbye. Um, the hill dwarf kind of hails you and, all right, see you tomorrow. And is going to head off. Uh, and as you look over at Kalara, um, you'll see that Becklin is making her way through the crowd over to talk to you. So you've got a you got a minute to talk to Kalara first.
6: I the can the kinder has an idea. <laughs>
3: What? She, she, she'll get up on like a stool to like whisper in Clara's ear. We want to put, we want to pull a prank on Barky Boy later tonight. You in? What <laughs> sort of prank? something that won't get us locked away, but, you know, maybe find some manure or something and put it on his bed or shoes or something. He's talked about those brown shoes. I'd like to fill his brown shoes.
5: I
4: know they're whispering, Mm -hmm. but can I hear any of that? His
5: servants in trouble.
4: Mick, uh, what's your perception roll?
5: He's nasty Uh, enough uh, to whip them.
4: uh, My perception is 14. You'll be able to hear him. Um, Alright, I'm just gonna have a a a drink and just kind of quietly or loud enough so they can hear it. Say, whatever I don't know about, I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> so keep it what down,
1: you... rookie. Do you need more drinks? I'm getting more drinks. Levin is.
7: Gonna yeah, stay. I need
4: more drinks. I'm gonna get more drinks. Do you guys need more drinks? I think you need more drinks. And gonna stand up.
1: It might be
5: better to plan a prank for tomorrow, when he's out in public and can't blame anybody.
3: You know, that's a very smart
5: idea. I happen to know where you could find some manure and maybe some paper to make little bombs for throwing.
6: Bombs <sighs> for throwing.
4: If you'll excuse me, I'm going to go grab us some more drinks. <laughs> I know too much. <laughs> All right. Uh, and at that point, you back can
1: point to the point that out later.
5: And Kalara uh, will go to get another drink, since I believe oh. Godfrey was paying. <laughs>
1: um, he is. Kalara, please grab uh, Godfrey and, and come back in just a moment.
5: Certainly. She's going to. I think Godfrey probably went off towards the bar.
1: Mm-hmm. Godfrey yep. went off to the bar,
4: yeah. So, so she'll we'll kind be...
5: of pop up next to him. One more, please.
4: Absolutely. I don't uh, want you to get whatever. Back. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, can I get a, a full another round and I'll pass the steel piece hey, absolutely no 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 no.
1: It's don't worry about it it's all covered his funeral's being covered by Backlund. well and his estate like, I mean there's uh, there's a lot that uh, a lot has been made out of his life he's got a lot of money so don't worry about it you'll be you. each served up a drink so uh, are you two saying anything to each other while you're at the bar or just grabbing your drinks and heading back
5: um, I think Kalara will lean into him, just just kind of that, that nudge, sort of lean in, and oh. just be like, "It's it's been good to see you again."
4: Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, really good to see you too. I um, um, it wasn't, uh, I wasn't, I was hoping that to run into you. It's been, uh, gosh, how many years now? Um, uh, it's, uh, you, you seem to have been doing really well for yourself and what uh how, how's uh, uh Landon's grown up so much he was just just so tiny yeah um, and Kern yeah. is Kern
5: shut up like a weed
4: yeah right i think he's gonna be bigger than Kern that's saying something although might be uh I don't remember what uh what was the uh, rabbit guy's name Rabbit guy's name is Leon. Leon. Leon, I don't remember what Leon's temperament was like. See, he, he's not going to be a bad influence or anything, is he? He was a cool dude. He's a bit. Of he was fun, a cool dude. He's a, Yeah, it depends who, who likes him.
0: Okay. He he's a bit
5: full of himself, but he's harmless.
4: Well, well that's good. That's good. As long as you know keeping that. Good, good, good to hear. Um yeah, so um, um, oh wait. Do we need to or no, um what uh It's good to see you. <laughs> hey rookie
1: Huh? There's fortune card ratings over here if you want to join. Oh shit, sorry, <laughs> is gonna say, noticing what you're doing.
2: Um, while they're up at the at the bar, I'm I'm gonna uh, cast message at, at, uh, and be like, what are you plotting?
1: (laughs) So you can respond back silently in up to 25 words.
2: Yep.
6: Well, I, we're, we're planning to, we're planning to poo Barky boy tomorrow during the festival. They want to make bombs, but I want it to look like an accident. Capiche?
2: <laughs>
6: <laughs> so there's a lot of like just silent like
1: just eyebrow, eyebrow.
2: Yeah, I- eyebrow language. I think
3: language. <laughs> I think, like, think Razira. <laughs> knows this because I think I don't think Hazel messages Razira so I think she knows that seeing the eyebrow wiggle as Razira knows that they're talking and she's just going
1: to be like Becklin is talking with Razira at this point and is going to roll to see if she notices the eyebrow waggling she (laughs) might actually
3: how drunk is she
1: she might not but she might (laughs) Um, so as you're, as you're talking there, um, I thought that was a really lovely story that you said. Um, and, ah, Laura, Godfrey, please, uh, quickly, then you can get back to your carousing.
2: Uh, just uh, did, as they're walking back, uh, a little wink at, at Riz.
4: That's uh, all. Maybe, maybe after talking to Becklin, uh, we can, uh, uh, check out the fortune teller. That sounds fun. Sure. And I'll grab, uh, four drinks and bring one for everyone, and, um, or five drinks, or try and hold them all together and carry Kalara's for her if she'll let me, and try and bring them all over. I want want keep me, her drink. I want you to make me a sleight of hand roll. She's
5: already drinking it.
4: Oh, she's already drinking it? Four? Four's yeah. not too bad. Make me a sleight of hand roll, because you're nervous. Ooh, that is true. Uh, to d- 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 so that's 11 plus okay. nothing.
1: You'll be fine. Eleven's enough to carry uh, to, you'll spill a bit on the tray that you borrowed, but beyond, or like or you'll spill a bit on the floor. Um, you'll make it back and uh, Becklin will um, just say, I'm not going to take too much of your time. I know that you have a lot to do, but I wanted to thank you for coming. I wanted to thank you for your work with the Salamnic Knights earlier. And I wanted to say that um, well, Ispen left something for you. For all of you. Come by the keep uh, tomorrow morning. First thing, and um, I'll give it to you before the celebration takes place. Hmm. Enjoy the festivities. We will. Thank you very
3: much. You too. uh, Dame (laughs) and Kendra will bow.
1: (laughs) She'll go back and uh, and you know, start carousing again. Uh the rest of the party, is there anything else that you'd like to do here? You go and you play around. Um, the fortune teller uh, seems to be quite enamored with, with Levena and get enough that with a passive insight of 12, um, they look like they're flirting pretty heavily.
6: Maybe we'll <clears throat> get our fortune told another time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a feeling <laughs> we'll be seeing more of yeah. the fortune teller later. What about the blue elf?
1: Oh, you could still elf? talk
6: to her. Yeah. Can somebody else? Uh... Well, Anybody else I, know I, anything?
3: I I can go up. I'm just very friendly and want to talk to people, so I can just go up and talk to the elf if you want.
6: Be, yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you head up and approach the Ardra? Yes, Lidara,
4: army. Uh, do we want to keep an eye on Riz? Oh, they're fine.
6: Yeah,
5: I think I think it's good. I'm sure they'll manage. Most most kenders do. But at they the very least, they're way. very hard to hit.
6: That... Mm-hmm. <laughs> very. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> they're also very good at finding things on the ground. I check my pockets. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Do I still have my pommel?
3: Yeah, I still have your pommel. Still. still have your pommel. <laughs> okay.
4: All right. Am I missing anything?
3: Nah, no, nah. nah. She's not yet. Not concerned for that. Heading
4: right up, now. you can see that
1: she's sitting and just sipping, uh, what could be wine, could be water, inside of a goblet.
3: Uh, good afternoon, uh, or evening it's very late in the evening sorry um sorry i'm just i'm very curious i don't think i've ever seen anyone so blue before how did you know spin?
1: it was a long time I listened to your story Verily it was um, Quite well met You are Quite a uh, hmm. Elegant embellish Embellishinist hmm. Common is such a strange tongue
6: Embellishizer hmm. Oh, I was supposed to be pretending I wasn't listening.
1: Hello, cousin.
6: She says to you in Elvish. Cousin.
1: Can I get both of you just to make me uh, a quick insight check? Or, um, I'll say perception, actually. Perception is probably what I want out of this. Can we use passive perception, or are we actively? Uh, This is active perception if you want to.
3: 21. First. Actually,
1: you can you can default to your passive in this instance, actually. My passive is 20. <laughs> and you got 21. Uh, so both of you yeah, are yeah. going to see that even in her Elven... Um, now, elven, elven doesn't evolve like most languages. It's too slow. Uh, but her Common is a little stilted, uh, even more so than I can portray, because um, this is actually one of my weaknesses as a role player. Um, but she is definitely speaking older common like it's clunkier like she things.
6: learned it a hundred years
1: ago or yeah quite a while ago definitely like she's using she's doing Thor speak like hark thine evening is <laughs> thine evening thine story was most excellent and <laughs> sympathies I feel the McKeon in my own breast, for many loved ones have been lost in my long life. You notice that she had not said anything or done anything um, for the party and just kind of been sitting here and brooding. So she hasn't contributed yet. If anybody wants to try to push that of her, or you could try to get something else out of her. What do you think?
3: Is she still speaking her. in common or is she speaking she's, in Polish She's speaking in common.
6: When when it I'm was speaking high, super cousin. highfalutin, then uh, that's... Okay.
3: The okay. It was just it. when
6: she referred to... Cousin? Okay. Yeah, I didn't know okay. if... Yeah. That's how, prepared to ask. How did you know, Ispin? if we might ask? I don't what believe we, I heard you speak.
1: Some things, my friend, are better kept secret. You can make me persuasion roll
6: if you'd like. Consider this. Come on! <laughs> How quaint human... I'm going to use uh, my inspiration. <laughs> yeah, okay,
1: you'll have advantage on the
6: roll.
3: Oh my god, yes. That's
6: beautiful. Please. Please. Well, perhaps that was not meant to be. So you roll 2d20. Uh, Persuasion plus six. 11. Well, 11 plus six is still 17. Pretty good. Damn. And you have your determination. So
1: like, if you want to go to 19, you can. Yeah. Someone bought it for you again.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. For being awesome. Crank that up.
1: (laughs) Okay. And she. Actually, I think it
2: was for saving the frog.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was for saving the frog. You got Yeah. Wait.
2: Yeah.
1: And she will pause for a moment. What, at the very least, I can let you know is that I feel the same pain what is passing that you do. But you're right. Thou art speaking truly from thine heart. And for me to attend such a festivity without proper and adequate recompense is a crime. Allow me to give a gift to the dead. And she will lean back and her hood back um, revealing that she's is quite blue-skinned quite um stunningly pretty and will perform a song that stops all conversation in the room she raises this 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 high soprano voice this lilting sound that, that sounds like it sounds like a waterfall finding its way into the ocean it sounds like birds Flying across a clear blue sky, it sounds like the skip between heartbeats and sounds like the distance between a teardrop and the ground. A heartbreakingly beautiful Sylvanesti song sang in Elvish. So much so that I would like everyone here to make me a charisma saver. This is not a magical effect. This is just to see whether or not this is going to push you over the edge. Oh, you um, may take advantage if you think that you have drank enough to take advantage on the "I'm not going to cry" from this.
6: Wouldn't that be disadvantage? Because you're more like yeah. To cry? Or, I mean, you may take disadvantage. <laughs> you may take disadvantage. If yeah, it
3: I think R- I, Riz is going to choose to fail. Actually, I'm just going to choose to fail. Riz will cr- start crying.
4: Okay, with uh, the. I'm not going to cry disadvantage. Um, eight. Eight. Nine. Okay, so
1: With everyone disadvantage. will. Her, her 18. Song is, uh, 18, so you may choose not to. Uh, everyone is going to have like tears welling in their eyes, even Tw- Hazel. 23 for me. So Hazel, you're like. With my determination, because I added that. Did you? Okay, cry. so you do not want to cry, but you're like, you're, you are touched by how beautiful it is, but it's a distant mm-hmm. appreciation like you've heard a dwarven dirge, a dwarven dirge is worth crying over cuz uh, honestly when dwarves feel pain it is such a wailing thing that echoes through the deep that you can hear its pain echoing into damn near eternity and that's something that these surface dwellers just don't get now as you are um as you are listening to this uh, she will finish the song and will suddenly Cut off at the end, lift her hood back up, and good morrow until tomorrow. And we'll depart and head back to her room at the Brass Crab. With that, the rest of the night is all downhill from there. It's uh, a bunch of drinking and relaxing and talking, but that really was the the moment that the party ended. You all head to bed after a fashion. And when you awaken the next morning, uh, Kalara, you go and do a little bit of pie work in the morning. Everyone sleeps in and prepares to go meet up. You made plans before bed to go and um, to meet up after Kalara had finished her baking around 8th bell in the morning. And most of you woke up, um, maybe with a little bit of a headache, but no hangovers to speak of. The beer was watered down enough, that, and there was enough bread to kind of soak up enough of it. But what you will come to is in the morning, the town is abuzz with festive energy as locals set up stalls and hang decorations. Ahead the road to Thornwall Keep climbs a low hill toward uh, the, the ancient edifice which looks ghostly in the morning mist. As you're outside meeting with each other, Kalara standing at the front of the brass crab, um, preparing to go about your day, the five of you are approached once more by um, by Derrett. Good morning, Becklin's friends. Uh, and I guess friends of mine as well. I'm glad I caught you. Uh, from a nearby shop doorway steps, uh, steps Derret. Uh, he is wearing a, a sword at his hip and a cloth sack on his arm. Um, uh, and actually, um, Kalara, you would have seen him go in to, um, into your restaurant right as you were leaving, which you'll recognize the, the smell wafting out of his sack. Um, so, uh, if you don't remember me, I'm Derek. I'm Becklin's student. Uh, I hope you haven't had breakfast already.
3: Not yet. No, not quite yet. Did you, did you, did you bring breakfast?
1: I brought breakfast. Um, I'm bringing these back to Becklin for, for morning supper, but, uh, or morning, what's the nightly word for breakfast? For the breaking of fast. For... yes. Oh, I'm sorry, my friend. I didn't mean to speak over you. Uh, it is, it, it's is—it's my impetuousness of youth. Uh, but uh, while we're here, might I escort you back in nightly fashion?
4: We would be honored.
5: You may, sir. And Kalari's is going to very formally take his hand.
4: <laughs> oh. <laughs> or his arm. He'll tell... Oh. <laughs> Thank you, my
1: lady. Um, <laughs> uh, shall we... Uh, By chance, we... do you
5: have fish pies in your bag?
1: I... I Fresh may from have... the
5: oven this morning and my poor, poor work garden hands.
1: Oh, well, uh, they are more delectable for uh, all of the work that you have put into it, my dear.
3: <laughs> may I roll a sleight of hand to pre-get a pie? Because it yes, smells you may. so good.
1: Yes, you may. They smell real good. Okay, I got a five I on know. my perception.
3: Okay, so like my base of uh, eight... Plus f- I rolled a five plus eight, though, is 13.
1: Okay, so you're gonna like kind of reach in slowly and just. So my passive watching.
4: perception is 14.
3: Yeah, you're so gonna see this.
1: Banner. You're gonna see her start to reach into the back. What do you do? Riz.
3: My passive is also 14.
2: <laughs> I don't us. notice anything. Mine's 11. <laughs> it like... just smells so good.
4: Well, just ask well, next you. time. I'm sure they'll save one for you, or let you have one.
1: Oh, well, you will absolutely have one. These are for you, although it is in true
4: knightly fashion for us to eat together.
0: Oh,
1: Could you I eat together with again. us
4: as well?
5: So let's go. Eat together I think with us as needs well? to talk to us.
4: Like, have one now
1: and have one with us? Uh, I don't have terribly many. I only have uh, enough for the, the seven of us. Um, They're
5: very filling. Just, just patience. Oh,
1: actually... Oh. I I do have a spare one here. Where is, uh, where is Sir Levna?
4: Sir Levna told you before she went to bed not to wake her, because... uh... (laughs) Sir Levna is uh, um, having a very important meeting this morning and will not be able to join us. Oh. Deception. her pillow. Seven.
2: Yes, a very important meeting, a a very, quite important, I remember she told us about it, um, uh, well,
1: of I... course, <laughs> um, well, in that case, uh, sure, if you're that hungry, you may have some of her pie. I also have an apple.
3: That works too. Honestly, I'm just a bit snackish, and the smell is just a little bit. take the apple, then. My,
1: Please, my friend. Take the apple. <laughs> ah, perfect. Um, all right, come with me. I will take you to our, our vestibule, uh, or uh, to our vestige, to our, to the keep. <laughs> Uh, so, um, uh, I was wondering, so, um, uh, yeah, uh, how do you like Vogler? Um, I grew up here, and uh, I guess Kalara did too, um, so she probably knows this as well as me, but um, I mean, I quite like the place. I think it's a lovely little little hamlet, uh, but I'm curious about places that you have been. It's no well. place like
6: Hope my um well my most excellent friend uh i've been to many places and Vogler is Vogler is one of those places that i imagine that people dream of leaving and exploring the outside world but Hmm. as someone who's seen the outside world if i was to stay anywhere it would be here that is a lovely sentiment.
1: Uh, and you're from Qualinesti. Quol- I long to go to Quallinesti uh, and to see the many different sites and architectures of the elven kind. I must know, though, uh, that is a massive hammer you are carrying, my, my bodacious uh, dwarven friend. Um, does it have a name? And S- Sir Godfrey, you as well. Do you have a name for your sword?
4: Uh, uh, no, I... I haven't named it yet. Uh...
1: Forsooth, forsooth, my bud, you must have <laughs> a name for your sword. I mean, uh, my ally and uh, my comrade in arms. I'm not good at this knight stuff.
4: <laughs> I'm at, you're really you're doing wonderful.
1: It's really hard.
6: Um. Okay.
1: Oh. knight
6: um, Night. Speech is often quite most heinous. So you're I doing quite quite well.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Um. So, I have named mine uh, Bright Cutter. For it shines in the daylight and cuts deep into the flesh, I presume. I have never cut anything with it, I must be honest. Uh, dear Hazel, oh. have you named your hammer? No, I haven't. But you're from Thorbarton. Is it not a custom inside of Thorbarton to do so? I I just... Uh, I, I, to be fair, there is not much lore on Thorbarden available in the Keep's library. It is the custom. Might I suggest one? There is a story of a jolly, uh, a jolly raider uh, who attacks in the night and leaves gifts behind, and wields a great weapon. Uh, a mall, a furious mall known as Skullcrusher. Hmm.
6: <laughs> Is that the one that he visits you with Skullcrusher if you're if you're naughty? Yes. If you're on his but list. But if you're nice, if you if you're on the nice list, what do, what do you get?
1: If you, uh, you get a gift of some kind, presumably cheese or another victual. Um, although if you are naughty, he leaves you cold on the floor. And dead, yes. It is very. It is, yeah. It's pretty rough.
2: Um, so just, I know he won't necessarily get this, but I am rolling a sixteen on a deception check with what I just was saying. <sighs> so if anyone in the party who wants to do insight,
1: passive insight will apply as well if you want. Um, that's pretty good.
5: My oh. passive insight is 20. sixteen.
1: Okay, so natural 20 means that you're going to know that that, that sort that hammer might actually have a name.
3: I think we're zero. Riz you is going to give 15? Hazel a, a, a,
0: a look.
2: She just shakes her head like... Yeah.
1: And then skull she... Crusher!
6: That is a beautiful name! It's probably better what, what than is Dwarven. Skull, what is Skull Crusher and Dwarven? And... Um, so we'll say what skull crusher and dwarven
1: uh school, <laughs> school that's that's orcish part of me it's
7: skull crusher
6: or school skull
7: skull, skull skull Crammer there we go yeah
6: that sounds pretty good school Hymencracker. cracker
1: hymen cracker. <laughs> <Heimen> cracker not <laughs> <laughs> <Heimen> cracker. <laughs> <laughs> cracker yeah i like hymen cracker
6: oh sorry that was <laughs> elvish i uh that's, or, that's, that's that was o- tender
2: that that's, that's Elven with a with a dwarvish dwar- dwarvish accent.
4: <laughs> so isn't
6: that what dwarf is?
4: <laughs> so Godfrey's so. got uh, two swords on him because he's got the one that Levena gave him from the knights, and the one that uh, our mystical elf repaired that was Godfrey's, and we'll kind of like look at the one that uh, that uh, um, uh repaired for him, just kind of a little. A little gently, almost. Like, kind of like, what? Like, a little nervous, almost, about what had happened with it. And uh, I'll look over at Kalara, uh, actually, and say, like, you know, I've never, never been good with names. And after uh intero's helped fix it, like, and we will glance at uh, him as well. Maybe, uh, maybe the rest of you can help me figure out a name for the blade. Excellent.
1: Are you a, are you a mage?
2: Which one you asking?
1: Um, uh, pardons, my lady, I assumed that given your, your volumous red robes, that you were at least an adeptus in training. If I'm not mistaken, uh, to be wearing those robes, you would have have to have traveled to the for-, to the Wayland Forest, uh, and taken at least a preliminary test uh, in order to gain your robes and swear yourself to Nuatari.
2: You know a lot.
1: I have very little to do but read. Um, uh, my room is adjacent <laughs> to the library and, um, uh, I don't sleep much. So I read a lot and, um, well, That's I, good. I just, um, I'm very interested in everything because, um, it's, it's a big world.
2: Aye. It is.
7: Oh.
1: We're yes, interested.
2: I'm. All of it. I'm. I'm a mage. I'm an initiate um, of high sorcery.
1: Nice. Yeah. I mean, uh, excellent. I mean, uh, excelsior. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I should learn how to play the loot. Um, <laughs> uh, that was funny. What you did. It was like you were playing a loot, but you were just doing an air, like an air loot. That was cool. Yeah. Like. Um, yeah. Air loot solo. That's nice. Um, oh well. I if it would not be too much burden for you, I would love to, sometime during the festival or afterward, ask you for more stories of the world, particularly uh, of your kender or of uh, of your far folk. Although, Godfrey, I have no... Wait, Godfrey High Valor. I remember you. Holy God. Oh, crap on a cracker, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, <laughs> e- I mean, e- exciting Uh, egads egads and zounds Uh, you are uh... it's been a while bro you got tall yeah (laughs) you're like taller than me by like two inches maybe three maybe four with the hair hold on he's gonna reach up and kind of push your hair down (laughs) oh yeah like only two inches that hair (laughs) is definitely volumizing your maximum output
4: you know what uh but it's been used to say about trying to distract people.
1: Uh, I think the handsome face will probably help with that. You're quite a stud muffin.
6: <laughs> See, Calaro some agrees. Sort of, that's some sort of <laughs> northerner type of baked good?
7: Absolutely.
6: <clears throat> Is that a good thing?
1: uh take a look at him and decide for yourself uh and with that i appear to have brought you to thornwall keep Uh, and truth be truth be told uh it was a very pleasant walk you've made your way to thornwall keep uh, and as you look up you can see once again it it looms in front of you uh the veins of bronze colored bronze colored ivy clinging to its walls of the ancient three-story tower um it's um it's got crumbling ruins and other fallen structures around it um and uh amid them you'll you'll see now that you're paying more attention there are several shallow square pits and covered excavation sites um and uh it's um it's pleasant enough it's it's nice um darret brings you up and uh will say uh please let us head inside and break our fasts and uh and meet with uh, with the door will open and becklin will be standing there uh this time dressed much differently uh she is no longer in her armor but is now just in a simple shirt and breeches well i can see why that took a while you asked a few too many questions didn't you my squire uh... he's very curious I'm just curious about the great wide world. Now, I'm curious at what time we're going to be getting our hand pies. So, head inside. Come. Uh, we'll be meeting at the library. Come. She turns, and a moment later, you find yourselves walking through the library. Um, as you enter, Derret will hand out the pies for breakfast. Um, and um, as as Becklin walks you through, um, feel free to eat as we walk. Not a problem at all and um becklin walks you through uh giving you a brief little tour of it uh kind of talking about all of the things about thornwall she loves did you know the Vogler was an island before the cataclysm well let me tell you about it originally and she goes on and on and on uh talking about um oh just i i love history I, it's one of the things since my 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 stationing here a decade ago oh God, has it already been a decade? I have begun a number of excavations around the site trying to look for ancient relics from the cataclysm. It's been quite enjoyable. Aside from some old rusted gold coins, I haven't found much. Mostly, to, to be honest, copper is what I've found. But still, it's, um... It's something. <sighs> Are the pies good? Delicious. Amazing. Well, um, as you're standing in the library, um, it's quite lovely. It's full of books from st- not stem to stern, but um, completely um, just overwhelmed with books, despite the um, the small size of the room. It, it's definitely a lot of. Um, eh. It's uh It's an eclectic mix. While it is a small library, it's large enough for all of you to comfortably sit around in either on the floor or in the the four chairs that are present uh, around a reading table. Uh, There also are a collection of local relics over 40 pieces of rusted tools and armor. And um, a lot of them have been lovingly restored. And some of these are like an old Salamic helmet, old Salamic, like one shoulder. Aldrin, um, things like that. Like, nothing more than a full gauntlet. None of it matching sets. Um, and as you finish breakfast, she will um, excuse herself for a moment. I have to be honest, I have no idea what, what this is about, but I'm very excited to be here with you, my friends.
2: I'm just hoping that this isn't a gift for my mentor that I wouldn't necessarily want. <laughs>
6: Oh, you love your mentor.
2: I do, but I don't want to carry some token reminiscent of of a relationship she had, you know?
6: Yeah, that's kind of weird. Uh,
1: And as you say kind of weird, Becklin re-enters the room, carrying a shallow wooden box approximately about three feet by three feet. It's been left this for you. For all of you. She lays it gently on the table. But it comes with a condition. Since he won't be attending the Kingfisher Festival this year, he wanted you all to participate for him. Specifically, he hoped you'd take his place during the reenactment of the Battle of High Hill. Every year he looked forward to participating, and dying in an even more ludicrous way than the year before. I hope that you will take (laughs) him up on this. He had great sentiment for each of you and for your master. And he wanted nothing more for you to carry on this legacy. She smiles at the memory, opens the box, revealing within it a round green field. Oh. all of you can recall hearing Ispen's story. So there I was in the darkened wood, lost, my sword broken, cold and alone. I prayed and called out for aid, but none came. And then, as I approached a brook, my throat parched, thinking I would die of thirst. As I touched the water, so cool, and clear. It was like moonlight in my mouth. I heard the sound of hoofbeats. I thought the raiders that were behind me were coming to cut off my head. But instead, I saw the most majestic creature I'd ever seen in all my life. A unicorn. And there, In the darkened wood, the unicorn bequeathed upon me this magic shield, and it has served me well ever since. And as you sit around the shield, you can almost hear Ispen whisper, as it shall serve you in the troubles ahead. And that's what we're gonna call game for the night. So,
0: ooh,
1: ooh. shield, so, shield. Who gets Uh-oh. to be who gets to be Captain Salamnia?
2: I mean, it's it got to be Salamnia's ass. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs>
1: oh wow! Uh, did you guys have fun with that?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to take off my ears at the end. They were
2: killing me.
4: That's totally yeah, my fine. body's
2: telling me it's in pain. <laughs> I'm
1: not <laughs>
4: crying. You're oh, crying. Somebody else uh, somebody else I think heard what you heard, Robin.
3: Yeah, okay. It's cool. it's hard
1: to say bequeathed There's when nothing wrong with a wrong word. bequeathed. Has, has <laughs> bequeathed? Hey, beef queep, beef queep. Um, all right so folks uh thank you so much for, for tuning in for another episode of dragon lance shadow of the dragon queen um Woo. i hope you enjoyed that um from the re- reactions in the chat it seems like you all did um i was worried because i'm like oh we're not gonna have any combat in this one the battle of high hills next episode so i'm like oh but i really want to get the juicy role play and you guys delivered so hard um and I I, I I, don't know about you, but I actually teared up a couple times on the episode. I think three times.
5: Yeah, that was close.
1: I didn't really tear stories.
5: up, but I, I had so much fun with that.
1: <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, it was a good session. I really like this module so yeah. far. I'm very, very excited to see uh, where this goes. And, and what we do with this, especially now that I actually have a physical copy of the book
6: to run off of.
0: Wee. Yeah.. I, I,
6: I think everybody's stories were were, were pretty great. I
1: think so too. I think you all did a fantastic job. That's why I was hanging out, uh, handing out uh, inspiration like candy, just boop, 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 boop. Y'all deserve it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's getting a little late folks. So I think we're going to depart. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to thank all of you for being here. Uh, if you are not following or subscribing, why not? Uh, if you're following on Twitch, it's free. If you're subscribing on YouTube, it's free and it really helps us for you doing nothing really. You don't even have to have the bell on if you don't want to. Um, if you were listening by podcast, um, or YouTube, be sure to leave us a comment, a, a bigger view if it's on, if it's on podcast. And, um, if you have a little bit of extra cash and you want to help, you can always drop subs on, on Twitch or Uh, more effectively you can go to patreon.com slash dorktales and support the stream directly Uh, this stream does take uh, basically a full time gig to do uh, and there are a lot of expenses everything from web hosting to art uh, and uh, helping pay for costumes if needed and things like that Um, we try to bring you the highest quality content and in return if you're on the Patreon you get a behind the scenes podcast once a month Uh, now two going on three additional games that nobody else gets access to for three months oh sorry almost going on four because the we have a podcast coming out in january that is exclusive to the patreon for the first three months um and it's all available for just five bucks a month which is way less than a coffee at like starbucks um but uh, also if you're particularly generous you get to hear your name at the end of every episode just like Shulton, the world builder our royal producer uh dm michael gray and jan clark who's my mom um <laughs> the divine producers uh the demonic producers soul omen soul omen and precarious as well as tammy the wizard of the patreon who i haven't figured out what color robe she is but tammy if you want to let me know i will include that around the dragonlance episodes when i remember um i also need to to thank uh the princes of the patreon which of our course are Taryn, the original dork tales fangirl uh who's been with us forever buddy amberthist cubby gummy the traveler and my boy Triselta, who has a behind the scenes podcast that's being released uh sometime this week uh that we just recorded today finally after like two months of trying uh and with that we love you so much thank you for being here dragon is awesome and so are you we'll see you next time Dragonlance: Shadow of the Dragon Queen is a Dork Tales production. It stars Chris Blog as Godfrey Highvalor, Robin Holford as Razira Moonbrush, Jen Peters as Hazel Nightgranite, Christine Rattray as Kalara Vingard, and Kaylin Vincent as Orontiros. Its dungeon master is Kelly Clark. Speaking of which, I'd like to take a minute to thank all of our patrons at patreon.com slash dorktales. Starting with our Patreon producers. Our world-building producer, Jade, the maker of monsters. Our divine producer, uh, my mom, and I guess my stepdad, Bob. Our demonic producer, Precarious; Our fun, but evil, Funkle. We love you, Uncle Marty. Our wizard of the Patreon, Tammy the Forever Cleric. You're a wizard now, Tammy. Our Princes of the Patreon, Taryn, the original Dorktales fangirl, Dustin, our time traveling buddy from 1977, Drizelta, aka James Bododge. Cubby Gummy, Amberthist, the Traveler, Raven with Baubles, Karasha Urquhart, Drew Thompson, Sergio, Chef Eladeth, LaRouk, and Sorcerer Sanguine. Our level 10 heroes, Nacro, the Straw Hat Devil, Hans H. Bounderhoof; Professor Multiverse, Snowy323, Atom Bomb, Tabitha Rudkin, Chandra Magic, Prophet of Woe, Draconis Majers, Dodger Lakers Fan, Jamal Cheatham, Renee Hayes, Sporksaber, Colin Son, Iron Warrior X, Danica Rising, Voidweaver, and Rufio. Are very important patrons who donate five or more dollars per month an actual guinea pig dale cope the eternal student of life camille who may be six possums in a trench coat evan long-time listener first-time patron jason tudor the mayor of icewind dale krista mitchell the siege fx engine rio but without the oz robin holford the wine master united adventure company S. M. Pace, Hillary, Matt D. S., Eric and Amber, Evil, Tommy, Svensson, Olivia, Joe Abad, Red Monk, Stormshanks, Jacob, Random Equinox, Uncanny Kate, Dazed Apricot, Ray G., The Bong Master, David Ellis, Jeremy Smith. Lockjen, Slurm, Slouching Beast, Graham Rudkin, Frankenax, Paul Chris Deeds, Malazang, Jacob Shinji McDonald, Laura Arasmith, Mashmacon, Just Andy, An Insomniac Veterinarian, Marcel, Low and So Honorable, Bryn Hawker, Whistler, DM Shari, Gaming Hyperpanda, Stuart Tiffin, Ethereal Ashy, The Dixon 3, Owls, Bartold, KC, Eduardo Garcia, Tyler Saunders, David Karnan, Fally Pally, Waffle Rabbit, Eric of Norse Foundry, Robbie Dick, Parker Radborn, Caitlin Vinkle, Brandon Keane, Walter Manbeck, Diggy Diggy Blog, Marcos Olguin, Chris Kane, Braddockism, Stephen, Denise Atwood, Wolfgang, Nyla, Russell Christian, Shelly Garvin, Yosef, Stephen Malik, Game Hen, Panda Seor, and James G. And finally, our Dork Squad Jen Peters, Daniel, Brent, CTRSTY, Hayliz, Patrick, Zach Rules, Ace Emmett, Renee Anderson, Britton Williams, Ava Hernandez, Jacob Imbury, Catherine Petricelli, Kathleen Halperin, Robin Barton, Judith Steen, Orion the Scott, Heavy Metal and Tea, Erica Lena, Kayla Haynes, Shannon McLean, Oni Yuri, Cade Green, Stephen Pearson, and Chip. If you'd like to hear your name at the end of these episodes and get access to exclusive perks, feel free to join us on patreoncom DorkTales. DorkTales survives on the generosity of our patrons, and I can't express how grateful I am to each and every one of you for your support. Thank you so much, and thanks to you for listening. If you want to reach out, you can find us on the Dork Tales Discord. We hope you join us, and we'll see you in the next episode.